Blog Talk Radio.
Yeah, 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 yeah. You already know what time it is. We live here from Portland, Oregon, the city of roses, and I am your host, Flossie Jeezy. Hope you're having a beautiful evening this evening. It's raining here in Portland. I guess they want to consider that liquid sunshine. We're on deck tonight with a small reminder that make sure that you tune in Thursday at about 6 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. Check that Pacific Standard Time. Fooled you for a second there. Public Enemies, um, Professor Grip will visit the show, 646-595-3402. That'll be 6 p.m. on Thursday. Big show, big show. Tonight's topics, we'll kick them off right quick. We'll talk about the uh, NBA playoffs, you know what I'm saying? Um, you know, things have gotten kind of wild out there, a few upsets, but things is looking good. It's excitement. I hope the referees let them play. Uh, Sherman of Seattle, looks like he's going to get a big deal kicked off for him, but the Seahawks are probably going to make him the highest-paid cornerback in the NFL. Real good stuff, real good stuff. And, of course, you always get your shocking stunners where you got the Supreme Court appointing an affirmative action ban in the state of Michigan, and there's several other states, including uh, California, Arizona, Nebraska, Oklahoma, as well as New Hampshire, all the states that generally don't like us in the first place, but you know how it goes then. We still love all the brothers and sisters who's holding down those places where things are getting rough. And uh, Scarface hits the hip-hop world with both barrels, stating how uh, things are set up in hip-hop right now, and, and uh, brothers and sisters are being set up to fail. But anyway, we're going to go ahead and bring my main man in, my right arm from Seattle, the uh, Emerald City, you know what I'm saying? Dr. Sugar Ray Norris coming on deck to let y'all know exactly what time it is. Sugar Ray, you're in the building. What's going down? Yo, what's up, man? Sugar Ray Robinson in the building. What's going on, Nels? Man, you already know, man. As you can see, I was hitting you with some hot topics for the night, you know what I'm saying? Still setting up some smooth and mellow joints for for the folks uh, to listen to here as we discuss these topics on the show tonight, man. Right off the bat, man, we got these playoffs going down. You know what I'm saying? They're looking real good here in the NBA. So glad to finally get playoff season. Just waiting to see what they do. What's your opinion on that, my brother? Well, I haven't got a chance to check in on anything today. Um, I mean, I was pretty pleased on what I saw last night. A lot of exciting things, good things <laughs> going on. But, uh, you know, I mean, been very busy today, man. As a matter of fact, man, it's kind of chilly outside, man. The weather's kind of a little, almost like fall-like, you know what I'm saying? But, hey, that's what they're doing in the Northwest. We ain't knocking it. We ain't, we ain't, we ain't Pacific Northwest. We ain't knocking it. It's nice out here. It's great out here. It's good. I'm with y'all there on that one, my brother. You know, I'm only two hours from you down here, 186 miles away down here in the, in the Rose City, man. It's it's got the same thing you see up there, the same thing we see out here. You know, yeah, there. yeah, because we had the rain. The rain is down there now. It's fast through. And oh, the thing oh, about it is it's a little chilly out there, but you know what I'm saying? As long as we got some shorties keeping us warm, you know what I'm saying? At least it'll be sun shining on the inside. Yeah, so what's I know, going man. on? Man? How are you feeling, man? What's going on in the world with you right now? I'm feeling good, man. You know, how you know, you know, I did some things today, man. It's a, it's always, you know, it's always a blessing, man. It's a good thing, you know. You wake up and you do the best you can and try to do things right, you know. That's that's, that's my religion, man. Doing the right thing, you know. what I'm saying, trying to make people happy and trying to keep positive energy and, you know, the sun shining every day. <laughs> you know what I mean? 
So oh, when you yeah. around me, when you around me, the sun is shining every day. Believe that. Well, man, I'm I'm always glad to hear that, my friend, because I know I know you do it better than anybody, man. You you out there doing this, doing the real things, you know, playing the role of educator and you know, you know, getting our our, our future, you know, what I'm saying uh, leaders and stuff set up, you know, with the yeah. educational thing. That that's a beautiful thing, a real a real blessing right there. Well, look, yeah. looks like you guys are gonna have a little bit of extended flavor up there in Seattle, man. Uh, looks like uh, your boy. Uh, Sherman, man, looks like he's nearing a deal with the Seahawks where the where the cheese is going to be big enough where they're going to be, you know, paying my man, you know, a, that big salary to keep things moving for y'all up there, man. Top cornerback in the league. What's you thinking oh, about man. that? You know what, man? I'm going to say this about Richard Sherman, man. And one thing I can say that I like about him, when he he's, a, he's intelligent not just because of what he got from Stanford, He's just intelligent because he knows not only the game of football and how to play and how to do his thing, he knows how to self-promote himself, man. Whenever an issue come out, you know, people know him as having a mouth. He came out. He say things. He say things. But the thing that people do not understand is not only did he back it up, but it's called self-promoting. I mean, if he get bad publicity, it's good. It's still publicity. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. People are hearing it. People are knowing. So you won't have people to dislike you and, no, uh, I don't like him, I don't like him. That's fine. Because when people are spoken and outspoken, you're going to have a this situation where people hate you and you're going to have some people that like you. So that makes you that makes you able to do something. Because if you get everybody liking you, then that's mean you're not going to get $13 million. If everybody's got people disliking you and you got some people that do like you, you're a guy who's going to get $13 million because you – know how to set promote. He's good, man. I mean, I like what he do, man. He speak out on topics, man. I mean, the boy's bad, man. I mean, come on, man. Thirteen million. I know we don't just we don't, we don't let we don't let money dictate everything. But what I'm trying to say about him is, the dude is intelligent, and you cannot put him down. You cannot rain on his parade. You cannot believe that. Man, you right. Dude. I like. It. Well, let, let me let me let me uh, take the time here to uh, a little something on. Let me kick the ballistics with you of what he's facing here. He says here that the the Seahawks are prepared to pay make him the highest paid corner in the NFL, right? And the deal was to pass Darrell Revis's twelve million dollar compensation for 2014. But the question remains is just how much. And several league sources said that his contract, you know what I'm saying, could be like $16 million a year. You know what I'm saying? 14 to $16 million a year. So, I mean, we're talking about, you know, multiple years. So, you know, I mean, this this guy is obviously the top cornerback of the future. He's looking great. And I tell you what, he's in position to rock your city again this, this year, man. And I hope he does. So then I get a chance to come up there and party with you in the place to be in the MLC. City. For real, for real. Yeah, man, I, but, you know, like I said, man, I, I, I'm going to go to a few games, you know, I'm going to check him out, you know, uh, hopefully I get an opportunity to meet this guy, I've never met him before, man, and I like what he represents, you know, I like what he does, you know, and, and, and you know, he's very articulate, you know, and when I, that tells me not only that people probably look at him and say, oh, he's a loud mouth, but the thing, people, thing is that people don't know, man, the people that speak a lot, 
not only do they know a lot, that means it tells me that they read a lot. Because think about him, he speaks on issues that some people do not speak on. You know, you can speak on dumb stuff all day, but he speaks right. on issues. He speaks on he speaks on issues that a lot of people don't speak on, and that's the challenge I saw with him, man. Because he spoke out on some things that nobody in the NFL said. You know, he spoke out, so I liked that about him. So I got to meet him. I can't wait to our opportunity to sit down. Who knows? And who knows? We might get him on the Flossy Jeezy show. Who knows? Well, I'd love to have him on the Flossy Jeezy show just so he can let me know his side of things so far as what went down, you know what I'm saying, between him and that that, that fellow that plays for Frisco. Forget the brother's name. He had a little row with him in the in the game there towards the end. But like he said, you know, the brother must have been running his mouth to him too much. And you know, you know, we all grown here. We know what it is and stuff. People are gonna like you. Like you know, we say it all the time. If people agree with you all the time, or people, you know, uh, you know, uh, can't disagree in a, in a relationship or anything else, then there's something wrong. Because you're either you're, you're tipping around the relationship, or you're afraid to really let people know where you're coming from and where you're at. And, you know, that's that's just as bad as, as, as everybody hate you. But people generally hate you for a reason, and maybe because he beats your team on Frisco. You know how it goes down. You know how it goes down for the cats out there that I know that was loving on Frisco. You know what I'm saying? As they say back in the day, it's simple. Exactly. So that's, that's, that's what... <laughs> That's looking real good, man. I'm just, I'm just, I'm just kidding with y'all out there. Hey, Frisco's got a story franchise. You know, they, they look real good for a long time. But you know, every now and then there comes a, there's the coming of the new guard, and you got to be able to, you know, what I'm saying, recognize what it is as it is, and uh, you know, what I'm saying, move on with that because you know, not everything is gonna be your way. You know, what I'm saying, every day. Um, hey, you know, Shigori, I'm gonna, I'm gonna hit you with something real quick here, man. And it's something along the lines of what you've been, been saying, you know, for the last, you know, few weeks on the show about how the system out there is really, really trying to, you know, dog out the black folks and stuff and, and kind of take stuff from them. And there was a, 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 a an article that was on, and I, and I kept I kept it here within, within arm's reach so we could talk about it. And it's this thing with the colleges. Now, you're an educator yourself, but what do you think about the Supreme Court Upholding the ban on affirmative action, not only in Michigan State, but but similar bans that are in California, Arizona, Nebraska, Oklahoma, and New Hampshire. As an educator and a person that knows what it's, it's been like, because you know I me, mean? you got some some time on the air and stuff. What do you think about them messing around with their affirmative action? I know it's I know it's bad, but do you think that this could lead to other stuff? that they would remove the ban, like employment and stuff like that. What are your thoughts on that? Well, is it, is it, a, is it a ban? Is it, are, they, are they getting rid of affirmative action? Well, what they're doing is, is, is that they're playing around with it, and you'll be you'll be dismayed to know this also goes for your state as well. It said the, the U.S. Right. Supreme Court dismantled, dismantling of affirmative action on Tuesday at this time, approving individuals' rights to ban affirmative action in a 62 decision, the court approved Michigan's voter-approved ballot on, a, on a affirmative action. California, Florida, the right. first state I have, California, Florida, Washington, Arizona, Nebraska, Oklahoma, and New Hampshire have similar bans that basically are saying, like, you know how they're supposed to be 
so many students representative of being able to get in with grants and being able to get in and stuff, and they always held some set-aside stuff for us because affirmative action would have never needed to be put in place in the first place had there not been racism and stuff like that. And with affirmative action going into colleges allowed to do, because once upon a time we weren't allowed to attend the universities, it allowed a certain amount of us to be able to, to, to get in and to be able to benefit from the educational thing much like the job deal, and now the Supreme Court has taken it upon themselves on a 6-2 vote uh, to uh, allow affirmative action in at least one form to be uh, overruled and banned so far as schools. And it, I just have a fear that it will be something along the lines later on that could go over into employment. What do you think about that? Well, think about affirmative action, that it, it, when, it, when it came into place, it did come into place because they wanted to help, you know, us, you know, black folks. But the thing about it was affirmative action not only got to the point where it not only did it help, but it, it really didn't do anything for us, but it also it got to the point where you had everybody else getting involved in using affirmative action. I mean, you got crippled people, you got uh, all kinds of things going on. The, the affirmative action situation, it's, it's been broke. It's, it's, it's been gone for like about, I would say, for years now. So, so for them getting rid of it, it wouldn't necessarily hurt us because what's, cause they, cause they're going to bring something else in it. They, they, they're getting rid of it because it, 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 it served its purpose, and it didn't, its purpose didn't do anything. But the thing about it was what they're doing right now, and, this, and this is, since Obama and, and, and he got in place, they're trying to tone it down to where it's not about nobody else. Gay rights, it's all about uh, uh, everybody else's rights, Hispanic rights. Everybody talking about their rights. You know, that's what, they, that's what it comes down to. Everybody's going to speak about their rights. Because the thing about it, affirmative action, it, they couldn't get anything out of it. It was, just, it was a broke situation because well, nobody using it. Nobody using it. It was in place, but nobody was really using it. And at the same time, it's been broke for years. So right now, it's more about everybody's rights. Everybody's coming out saying that we we want our rights, you know, things like that. And at the same time, they get to the point where they're looking at everybody that's coming here. They all basically they think that everything everything is okay. Like that everybody's even now. Only thing that stands out is gay rights. That's why a lot of people coming out nowadays because they want their rights because they want to be accepted and you can't mess with them people because hey they gonna break out they gonna say hey you you discriminate me because again got the gay rights they're not gonna say anything about affirmative action because nobody going to that right now but see when it comes to everybody else they got certain rights and certain rights and certain rights but when it comes to black folks it's just civil rights which I think is not gonna do anything for us either. Because everybody can use that same thing, you know, civil rights. But what about black rights? You know what I'm saying? See, nobody, nobody speaks about that. Nobody speaks about that. So affirmative action, man. Go ahead. I, I just think affirmative action, man. It, it, it. They, 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 they get rid of that because they get ready to bring something else in. That's how I believe. Well, I, you know, a lot of people were stunned when they had um, approved Obamacare. 
you know, or or the or the, or the, the, the you know the health care law, and which Obama said he's proud that they called Obamacare because he sponsored it, and it and it like the, uh, you know, it was it come to time that that was a success. Now eight, you know, thirty four states have, are 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 all in on on, on having it done. And he's got like eight million more people than he thought was going to be on it, on it and everything now, and so they're sort of rolling with the flavor with that, but right. This, this, so that so that worked, but this thing with the with the with the affirmative action and, and all the rights and stuff. First of all, I, I don't really like um, as a black man to be my rights to be compared to, to gay stuff because it, because the two the two instances are so different from each other it doesn't even make any sense. And I'm not going to elaborate it further than that. I have people blowing up my phone and, and yelling at me because they don't agree with that, but. You know, a lot of this stuff, man, when, when you see people starting, they, they're starting out just like they always do on everything when it comes to, to minorities and affirmative action and everything. Everyone's been able to uh, basically enjoy affirmative action, particularly the white woman, and, and just like right. just like with the, the civil rights thing. Everybody but the people who it was intended to benefit from these laws that they come up with, these grand gestures, I call them. Everybody and their brothers are able to benefit from them but us. But when it's time for us to start benefiting from it, oh, okay, it's time to get rid of it, it's time to get rid of it, it's time to get rid of it. When, like, Sotomayor, the the, the Hispanic uh, Puerto Rican uh, 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 Supreme Court justice said, it's ridiculous. I'm going to paraphrase what she said. It's ridiculous for us to get rid of affirmative rights on any level when you know that there's racism in this country and that it still exists. When you can you know, show the President of the United States in, 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 a, in, a, in a rally with a rope around his neck, right, and he's a black president. When you can uh, sit up here and still call black folks niggas on television and, and, and say, well, it's a, it's a civil rights movie, so that's why, why we're using it. And when Malcolm, like Malcolm said, when, when you use the word niggas so much, it almost becomes like, like uh, your, 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 your nickname or something. Truly a point of action and civil rights legislation is still necessary because you still got enough time. As long as the KKK is able to go to a Martin Luther King rally down south and stand there and beat on their chest, you need affirmative action. As long as as long as you, you're, you're doing all these other little you know weird things that you're doing and, and, and minimizing what we get, it's just like down here in Portland. June 19th mm-hmm. is supposed to, it's supposed to be Juneteenth, and it's and it's supposed to be for um, you know, of the freeing of the slaves and the signing of the Emancipation Proclamation back in 1865 by President Lincoln. Yet, right, in Portland, right. Oregon, it's Gay Rights Day. And see, things that predominantly represent, you know, white folks, which to, to me, it's just an opinion, love it or hate it, if you're listening. To me, it's, it's a predominantly Eurocentric thing because anything that we stand up and champion, it gets ignored thrown down or blown off, anything that you're particularly interested in, with, you know, with the gay stuff and everything else, then it's time to pump it up. Now all of a sudden it's time to be have diversity. So maybe how much diversity you get and how much you care about bullying now because you're trying to protect something that that that, that is important to you. Like I said, I'm not going to bash it because I don't feel like getting those kind of phone calls. But, you know, right, everybody right. has the new system, and I don't have the right to tell someone what their balance is, but I don't want you comparing that to to the black struggle of 400 years plus of what we've been going through where if we wouldn't have needed affirmative action in the first place, 
had you not been racist and trying to hold us out of stuff, there would have been a need for affirmative action. But you're, but you're telling me 400 years of injustice, of injustice and stuff, and somehow a 50-year-old law is time to end it like it's yesterday, but you multiply it times eight years, and we're still dealing with the same racism. Somehow it's just hard for me to, to do the mathematics on that one. Right. That's just me. Yeah, you're right. You, you, you're absolutely right, man. And, you know, one of the biggest things that we have to understand is that there was that Whatever they put in place and whatever they take out, I really don't believe that none of it is really for us. They, I, I think, I'm thinking at them right now, they're not even thinking about, I mean, we come in, and if you watch anything on TV, one thing you do not see a lot of on TV in a positive light unless it's doing some, unless it got something to do with a ball, you won't see a lot about black men. You won't see a lot of that. Now, my, my, my biggest thing is this, man. I just feel like us as a people, when it comes to situations about those dealing with those rights and the issues like that, I just think that we should get in the position right now of trying to work on ownership. Because the thing about it is that when they're, like, if you ever see anything on CNN or anything where people are talking about racial situations and they have to speak on it, you, you the, the the person on the black end will never get a chance to really say or really express himself. He's already right. condemned because he's, he's on that show. Because reason why is because it's their media, and it, they control that. They control all that. They control it, and they and they have it flipped around to where you make he looks look bad. They have him over talking to you. His mic can be low. The guy talking to him be loud. They control all that. So the thing that we got to get out of, man, we basically, if you got a nine to five, got a job or whatever, that's fine. Do what you got to do. But the thing about it, man, we got to start making our money count. And we got to start building. We got to get back to doing what we do best. I I, I was so, yeah, you know, because I mean, seriously, man, because those I go through situations every day at my job, man, to where I'm dealing with situations that I don't like to deal with. And it's kind of like, put me in awkward situations. You know, I have a bunch of kids that do things of a different color that I'm not accustomed to. Right. But I can't, but I, I, I go with it, but my, but I can't. I have a hard time trying to be fake. I mean, being with somebody laughing and giggling, and all, I can't be that way. It's just hard for me. It's the hardest thing ever, man. So I, I don't have no hate towards them, no. My problem is, I just I understand what they're doing. They control and they know what they know. So we have to go to the point of getting them to know what we know and build for what we got. Create our own media, create our own situation, create our own situation, and build on what we have. And I'm not I'm not speaking about integration or segregation. I'm basically speaking about congregation. Because we should have a baby, we should have an opportunity to go back and forth. You know what I'm saying? It's like any other Asian. An Asian go where he wants to be in America. He can be here. He can be in the neighborhood. He can. Or he can go back to his own. You know what I'm saying? That's what we need. Right. But the thing, but the thing about it is, you know, I mean, I just feel like that. Um, I just feel like that's a problem because we'll never we'll 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 be complaining, 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 and they'll say, "Oh, you guys are whiners." Well, we have a lot to whine about, but at the same time, 
we are whining in the wrong places. We're whining right. on a position that make us look like we are whining. You know what I'm saying? Right. Well, see, a lot of times people don't understand where we're coming from and what's going on because, well, they're not interested. And, 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 and so when I hear people, you know, minimize, you know, what we're feeling, and I hear people minimize, you know, you know what our, what our struggle is, it's, it's then becomes hard for me to really want to understand and feel uh, where they coming from? I mean, it's 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 crazy and and, and 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 obtrusive that we can be ignored, and the very civil rights and everything else that 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 are getting worked for and that other people enjoy having, uh, if not been for our marches and our struggles, things would have pretty much been the same. If someone hadn't had to get the guts, encouraging the fortuitous thinking to look forward. And say, okay, look, let's deal with this in a realistic manner. Let's deal with it with these things and get these things off the road. We'd have still been running around here, stumbling on some old, you know, step and fetch, and gotta pretend like, you know, we so, you know, so gratified to the to the system and stuff. And so all the system continues to do is deprecate on our shoes and tell us that we don't like it. Well, you know, we can bring somebody else in that ain't even from the country. We'll bring them in and allow them to shout it out. We got another caller coming in. Actually, we got a we got a couple of calls coming in. Okay, here we go. Two five six. You're on the Flossy Jeezy Show worldwide. Who are we speaking with this evening? Oh, uh, first of all, I'd like to say what's cracking to the world famous Flossy Jeezy. You know, with all them hot beats. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> my brother, my brother. You know how I try to do it, man. I try to keep everything even. And, you know, my hardest part of doing things is to try to stay creative and not duplicate the work I put out there. But when you're fabulous, you thank the Lord for that. That's for sure. I'm just a tool, man. You know what I'm saying? I'm just a tool in the tool shed. Hold on a second. We got another caller. That's D-Berg, my man from Alabama. And my man from Portland, my man Raw Hyde. What's going on this evening? What about black on black crime? <laughs> <laughs> the cool train. The cool train. The cool train. Cool train is coming. You already know how it goes now, man. We still working on things. Hold on just a second. We have another caller. Good evening, 316. You're on the Flossy Jeezy Show Worldwide. How you doing? Who are we talking to this evening? Three Hi, my dear. Hi. Hello. Hi, this is, hi, this is Linda. I'm uh, the artist with Project Tupac. We had just uh, spoken a little while ago with um, Sugar Ray when yeah. Colin call into our show, and um, so I thought I would say hi and kind of give a shout-out and introduce myself. How you doing? Well, Linda, you Linda doing? I was doing? listening in on the show. I was hoping they would bring me in because I wanted to tell you what a beautiful job and a, and a beautiful project I think that is that you're working with with, uh, with the Tupac Project. And, and and the fact that you you know you you folks were so real over there and everything it was like having you know a, a tank of oxygen around my, my breathing apparatus and I mean it was it was wonderful <laughs> to hear the work that you're doing with that Tupac project 
We have several uh, folks online. Why don't you go ahead and two project two five project is all about and what you're doing with it? Um, okay, great, thanks. Um, project Tupac got started because we were moving from uh, Philly uh, to Seattle, and we had a, a house fire in Philadelphia before we left. That was really mm. pretty bad. We were displaced from our home, and through the process, when you have a fire, uh, people immediately, you, you know, you have to start clean up. You have to start the process to heal. And when you have a fire, you're everything in that moment in time. You're exposed, completely exposed and vulnerable. But I played music, so we began the cleanup right away. And every day, I played music, and I was playing my rock and roll. And my, we, we set up shop in the garage, and um, I played rock and roll, and some of the workers that came in that were helping, they would switch over and they would play, um, you know, change it to a hip-hop station. And then mm. there was a, a back and forth this went. So finally I asked one of the guys, I just, you know, asked, because we, you know, you get close to these people that are helping you. And, um, and I asked one of them, I said, who do you go to? Um, when you have times like this, when, when you're, you know, when times where you're, you know, some, you know, this trash happens, and he said, um, I listen to Tupac, Me Against the World. Uh, listen to okay. it. So okay. I did. I went home, and I, um, or to my temporary residence, I went home, and, and I listened to it, and uh, I listened to it again and again, and I got the words, and I looked at the lyrics, and I don't know, I, don't, I can't explain what happened. It, it was just, a, it was a really powerful experience that I had. And I told him, and then he said to go listen, I told my friend, and he said, go listen to Brenda's Got a Baby. Now, I, 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 I listened to Brenda's Got a Baby. Um, I literally, I just broke down and cried. I broke down. Uh, um, oh, really? My, my spirit, my everything shifted. Everything completely just shifted inside me, and I'm like, "Who is Tupac?" I, I wasn't familiar with with Tupac except for a few of his songs, and um, I really I didn't know much about him. But after listening to it um, and and listening to the words, I, I'm like, "Why why isn't there people rising up? What's going on? These this message." It's still so prevalent today, and so I just started randomly picking Tupac songs. I'd look online and YouTube and just start looking and listening to his music, and, and finally one night I was listening to him over and over. Linda, you still there? Uh-oh, a call was dropped. She's going to call back to you just a little bit. Because I was She's gonna, saying some good stuff. Yeah, she, yeah, she, 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 she'll be calling back in just a moment. I had she, a couple of questions for her, too. Uh, Sugar Ray, why don't you explain to them the project that Linda's working on? Uh, hold on just a second. We got, we got somebody else who just came back in. Okay, uh, she, she's back. Hold on just a second. Okay. Go ahead, Linda. Finish, okay. finish that because so, it sounds intriguing. So, um, so I, um, I, I just like, you know, I, I have to do something, and I said I can paint these images. I can paint these images that I keep getting from these songs that I was listening to, and it was like Hail Mary and, and Dear Mama and and um, um, Only God Can Judge Me, Rain. It was just a variety of songs. I just was randomly picking them, and I'm like, I have to paint them. I have to put these images on canvas. I have to let people see this. There has to be well, another way. Painting, I mean, I'm, painting, I'm an artist, or, oil painter. 
I'm an oil painter, right? And so I just started painting. I would play the songs, and I would just paint what was coming to me, my emotion of, of hearing Tupac, hearing his words, hearing his lyrics, how the, the music, you know, the beat of the music, the rhythm of the music, how deliberate the, the words were when he chose to, to sing what he sung. And, and I painted them, and I just started painting one after another, after another, after another. Oh. And, um, and so now I'm, I'm on my 20th painting. Um, I've corresponded with, with Tupac's mother, letting her know from the very beginning how our paths crossed. And I still I didn't know what I was going to do with these paintings, um, except I know that they needed to be seen. And um, I've been to the Tupac Foundation in Atlanta twice, and I have full support of the foundation and full support from Tupac's mother. And um, it's just wow. uh, I'm, I'm doing this all by myself, and I'm just, you know, wow. it's just like one one thing after a time. I'm not selling the paintings. They're not for sale. They're for public works. They, they need to be shown and and um you know and shared with shared with people because these messages you know they're just it's just they're just so powerful you know they're just so powerful um the images and the last painting i did was teardrops for closed caskets and right. i just heard it the first time you know, i i, I want to see these paintings and <laughs> um, well, i want to see these paintings they have to be honored, you know, and so I did. So the, the the painting are the three caskets for the symbol of the three people that that were, you know, murdered that night, and 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 then. But what I have is all the teardrops, and the the ground is all flowers and 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 and, and green grass because a lot of tears have been shed. And those souls that died, they still have an energy. We still we need to do something positive with with the negativity that does happen. So Ooh. you know, and and that's how it's represented. And it's just so that's Project Tupac, and it's just one, I, I, you know, I, I just one more person I share it with. One more person, you know, is able to 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 you know keep that torch going um, from 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 Tupac's you know musical lyrics. That's what right. I'm what's, your, what's your name again, lady? My name is Linda Antonini. Linda Antonini? Ant, Antonini. It's Italian. Um, I can spell it for you. It's A N T. It is pronounced Antony. No, it's A N T O G N I N I. Antony. You know, as a matter of fact. Okay. No, this, but uh, here's my question. Here's my question. Is that is that the only the one that you're inspired by, or do you have a lot of others that you go? Um, because I was, you know, because I the way I was, um, you know, introduced to to Tupac's music. Um, he's the one that I've focused on and that I've been focusing on and learning about um, since I started. And, and so right now in May, it'll be two years. Um, I do listen, absolutely. If I, if, um, I, I, I'm much more aware of the lyrics of the song, of, of how the delivery of the song is supposed to be. So um, I've only I've done another painting um, for another, another group but that's personally on my own. I had Tupac's project 
um, the project with Project Tupac is um, it, it's ongoing. I've got in queue probably 30 more songs ready to go that I just don't, I, I can't paint fast enough. And um, so it's, um, I, I'm always open to other music and, and other songs, absolutely, because that's the influence, because art and music, they, they don't have any limitations. There's no boundaries there. Okay. Is there a website on which we can see these paintings? Um, sure. Um, my, I'm, I've been an artist for a long time, but and I've just uh-huh. started all of this, so there's, I only have about 11 paintings up right now on the website. But my website okay. is dirty is Dirty Brush Designs. Um, just dirty d i r t y brush designs dot com. And um, I'm on Facebook with Project Tupac. It's just Facebook slash Project Tupac and Twitter. Project reason why I asked, the reason why I'm sorry I don't mean to interrupt, but the reason nope. why I asked that is because my son he's he's an up and coming artist. Mhm. And I'm trying to see if uh, he might understand that he might he might even know who you are. Yeah, he that, that, brush. that would be that would be great. I I love you know I love working you know with other artists because one of the things that um that Project Tupac has has done is I've had a young girl in Los Angeles who had a story that she had written um, about you know it was just so happened was Brenda's got a baby and she asked me if I would read it. Um, and uh, so long story short, just encouraging. She just, she just uh, published her first book and it's, and it's because she was inspired from what I'm doing. Another woman in St. Lucia just contacted me and said, you know, I've got some poems. I've never showed them to anybody in 50 years. And, um, she goes in and it was inspiring. So part of project two, and I think that's what, Tupac also had a message of the community because it's about the more people that can be creative and the more people that can can change by by the by the positive creativity. That's what we want. That's what that's what it's our responsibility, you know, to do that. And um, and, and one of my things that I just started doing here in uh, Snohomish County is um, Cocoon House, and I don't know if you're familiar with Cocoon House. It's here in in Snohomish County, but it's an outreach program. They have five homes. And I'm, sorry, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. Where, where is that? I don't know. The hold, hold, on, just is a moment. A, hold on just a moment, folks. I'm going to bring another another must-listen to on, on this artist shoot you're doing, Linda. Just a moment, please. Okay, great. Six, seven, six, seven, eight, who do we got in the building? What's going on with you? Hey, we're we're on on online with a the artist of uh, the Tupac Project, Miss Linda Antonini, and uh, she's just giving some information here, and then we'll get right to you here in just a moment. Go oh, ahead, no, Linda. No, Linda, Linda, I had a, a question for you because um, mm-hmm. uh, this is this is amazing. Um, just the the idea of what you're doing. Uh, I want to know uh, when when you do pick a song. Uh, what is your process of actually painting? Like, uh, do do you listen to that song uh, over and over while you're uh, painting the image? Uh, are you looking at the lyrics? How, how does your process work? Um, the process is, is is pretty much like that. Um, I, I hear a song that is um, that it strikes me and moves me in, in some way. And and what I do then is I you know I listen to it and I, I look at the lyrics and. Dear Mama, I probably listened to about 1,200 times, 
Um, and and that tainted. I, I can I can tell you that oil and water mixed because my tears were just streaming out of me as I was painting that painting. And so absolutely, it's part of the process to to hear the music um, as you're as you're painting the the image of of what I'm doing. For example, right now, my um I just started. I didn't have an image at all for the song changes, and I I just didn't have one. I didn't. There were so many layers into that song until about two weeks ago, driving down the highway, and I was playing that song and just kind of like in. And and all of a sudden the the exact image that I needed to paint came to me and I was like uh, I'm on it I'm on it I heard it thank you I got it it's going to be amazing and um and it and it is it's just going to be really it's a powerful painting so um it's yeah it's kind of like when people that are making to, I'm thinking that you need to listen to a lot more artists. Oh, I I I, I do. <laughs> I, I yeah, do. you need to, you need to get a lot deeper, uh, deeper. I mean, real deeper into it because you you would be surprised what you would be inspired by. What What do you suggest? You know, besides besides Tupac, I understand that you like Tupac. But well, you I, that, I do. I do uh, think that, uh, you know, for painting, especially painting, uh, Tupac is an amazing start for that. Uh, you're talking about somebody who mastered uh, taking uh, poetry and turning it into lyricism. Um, you know, like, like of course, there's a lot of amazing uh, rappers and hip-hop artists out there. But once Tupac grabbed a microphone, uh, him and his poetry uh, was able to paint pictures that nobody's ever seen before. You know, even yeah. in their mind. You know what I'm saying? Well, let me elaborate on that a little bit. Also, at the same time, man, Tupac, man, one thing about him, man, is that he has he has a story about himself that's really huge, man, that a lot of people don't know. You have, I mean, a lot of people do know it. But it's one of those things, man, that you can get really inspired, man, because the passion that he had with everything he done, with the poetry, the acting, and the fact that he's a revolutionary person for four years. Not not the not the corporate Tupac that everybody's talking about, but it's more of the beginning stages, man. Because there's some things about him, man, that really touch people. And, That's exactly uh, it. That's yeah, exactly yeah, it. Raw, you you hit it right on the head, man. Tupac yeah. is very 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 colorful, man. Very colorful. I mean, yeah. he wrote. They got books and they and they, they they got books out right now with Tupac. They have they study his stuff in colleges, man. I mean. Yeah, trying to figure out how how he raps about it. Well, it's it's, it's they're it's actually not so trying to figure out how he raps about the stuff that he talks about. Yeah, <laughs> he, yeah, it's, it's his passion, man. Because you know why he he's a, he, people don't know it, man. At twenty five years old when he passed away, he was a very historical guy, man. Because he's becoming to be more than what you see, what you think he was. Because based off of the past he had, man, he was he come from a serious the background, man, and uh, right. Linda, I would love to see some of the some of the stuff that you have. I mean, you right up the street from me. I would just love to see her. I would just love to see her broaden, <laughs> go beyond, well, I, go beyond Tupac. You know, it's just not a lot. You know, her. It's a lot of it's a lot of past things. Well, you haven't, you haven't, well, you haven't seen Tupac yet, D-Bird. You got to see Tupac before you get to anybody else, player. So let's just stay at Tupac right now. 
<laughs> now, now, Dubert, uh, since you're bringing it up, uh, who would you have in mind, or who are you thinking about right now when you're thinking you want to see more, uh, you want to see a painting uh, of somebody else's rhymes? Right. Who, who would you, who do you, who would you think? I would love to see Rudy Ray Moore. Rudy Ray Moore. Who is that? I know who that is. I know who that is. I mean, I know what he's talking about, but the thing is, you oh, understand, oh. man, that you you comparing you you comparing a banana and you comparing. But it's a lot of things oh, that that come about from that. But but Rudy Ray Moore, man, is not on Tupac's level, man. Tupac's on. Man, do you know what he was doing? Rudy Moore, <laughs> I, he was talking. But, yeah, but he wasn't legendary. He wasn't. And he was talking. And and, and he, it was a lot of it was a lot of movies that he came out with too. That where he was talking about some real, some real. Yeah, he was real, but he didn't. But you see, this is this is this is a difference. I'm gonna tell you what the difference is. She's inspired by Tupac. Ain't nobody inspired by Ruth Moore. Well, that might be true. That might be true. Yeah. Well, and I think that's with anything, you know, yeah, I think that's with anything, if it's like writing or filming or acting or dancing, singing, anything, it, it is, it's where that inspiration that comes from, and and so it's, uh, yeah, it is, it's, it's definitely the, 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 the lyrics of Tupac, how he's delivering it, you know, the music, how, how that music sounds definitely is, um, you know, is influences my my um you know creativity so to speak absolutely yeah but those yeah. are great and and one one of the things I wanted to share what what cocoon house was um cocoon house is an outreach program for thirteen to twenty year olds in in our county um for at risk or homeless teenagers. So what I do is I go up there now twice a month and I bring painting supplies and canvases and stuff and I bring my music and my Tupac music and we do listen to other things um, and uh, we just put the music on and paint. You know, I, I, am, I we just create. Um, and they have then some kind of art, you know, they have a canvas and, and we work on different projects and that's been just amazing to, um, to watch the kids transform during those two hours that they can just unwind, and instead of watching television or something different, we have them creating, and it's just, it's beautiful. It's just beautiful. I believe that. Yeah, it is yeah. Just so cool. I believe that. Right. And, I'm just looking at the work now, and uh, that you have online at the uh, Dirty Brush Designs uh, uh, website, and oh, my God, you, that, that that's fabulous. You know, the, the abstract nature of the way that you're doing it, the way you, you've laid them out. If you fellas haven't tuned into that website yet, while you're sitting here online talking to this talented young lady, you get you, you need to really, really check out those designs that you got on that page. They're, the paintings are beautiful. They really are, Linda. What is it? What is that page again? Um, it's Dirty Designs. I'm sorry, I didn't hear you. Um, dirty, dirty Brush Designs. Dirty Brush dirty Designs. Dirty Brush Designs. And then right now I have just a page that is um, it's just a projecttupac.org because we're trying to um, work on eventually do like a crowdfunding event to raise money so I can, you know, can start taking these um, to high schools and communities and churches and, you know, so I can start taking them on the road and, and, and have the people 
the community, you know, involve them in in paintings as well. Yeah, I want to show that to my son. I I definitely want to show that to my son. Absolutely. What's his name? Michael. Michael, okay. Yeah, I'm on Facebook. um, There's no A in it. Okay, and and he so I'd love to you know see what he's working with and and absolutely you he's know he's working on um, a comic book right now. All right. Uh, yeah, a comic book right now, and I'm trying to uh, broaden his horizons, you know, as far as you know all the different type of things that he can do. Well, I have a, a wonderful person in in Italy that is um, that does a amazing as a comic. Uh, designer that I would love to put your son in touch with. I mean, this guy, his name is Walter and Trono, and he is absolutely amazing cartoonist. Absolutely amazing. Oh, really? Okay. Oh, my God. Yeah, and um, he's a great guy, great guy. Definitely your son would just and and then when I'll send the link over somehow I'll, I'll find you guys somehow as well because I have Sugar Ray's number, I believe. I have yeah. his number, but, um, yeah. you know, and, I'm, I'm most definitely get it to you, Dennis. No, no problem, man. Because yeah, I, I, I'm, yeah. I'm all about his son. That'll, that'll be a good blessing. That'll be a good yeah, blessing. Yeah, most definitely, man. Most definitely, man. And hey, by the way, everybody that's listening, man, call in, chime in to this, man. At six four six five nine five thirty four zero two. We're talking some very good stuff here, ain't it, right now? <laughs> man, that's I'm telling you, that's, uh, I, I, that's I, I, dirty I brush. That's dirty brush designs. Right, they're the best designs. I'm, I'm, I'm looking at it right now. Just Google it. Just Google it. Go ahead, it pop up right there. I Google it, man. It came up. Well, I heard you on the other show, and I'm telling you, just listening to you then, and, I, and it, although I didn't get a chance to chime in on the other show, because sometimes I just like to just listen in. The things that you're doing, and, and and just the projects, and the way that you're, you know, dealing with the with the children, and doing all this other stuff, you know, if Tupac is the one that that inspires you to to uh, to do this thing and to and to get in there with it, you, sometimes just like with music, whoever inspires you, you have to kind of ride with that and and, and stick with that until you do, you know, broaden your other horizons. You know what I'm saying? Because sometimes you get like for me, my 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 uh producers saying if I produce music, my inspirations for production is uh DJ Premier and Dr. Dre. So and and of course the the group that I like of course is Rock Kim and and uh, you know uh, the Wu Tang clan for different reasons their their music inspires the stuff that I put together and I do from m- multiple coasts. But when you have artists or someone that you really feels inspires you you stick with that and you ride with that and the fact that you, you know, you and Athena, you know, um, Tupac's mom and everything have this rapport with each other and it seems to be a driving force in your life that has propelled you the way you're at, I would stick with that for a while because, I mean, it's, what you're doing is a real inspirational thing. And I was I was just, you know, shocked, stunned, and amazed. And, and I felt blessed when you called in tonight because you have so much to offer out here in, in a world that's completely non-creative. One of the things I always liked about, about Tupac's music and I was I was going to say to the gentleman that was talking to guests tonight is that the difference between Tupac's music and a lot of stuff that's out here now is that Tupac's music, some of it had a redemptive quality to it. When I say a redemptive quality, I mean, you know, he had something that the community could use. Now, part of it may have been some, some anger stuff because 
of, of the things that have happened in his life. And, and his life was a continuous fireball in the first place. But the fact that he had something redemptive that he could give back uh, to the community the way he did with the Brenda's had a baby and, and, you know, dear mom and stuff like that, making you think about stuff in the, the teardrops of closed casket when you said that one. Chill ran up my back because I, I remember that song and the story behind it. So, I mean, you're, 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 you're really doing some fabulous stuff. It's crazy. That's what I think. I love it. Yeah. You know, you know, another one that I would love to see paintings from. Hmm. Goody Mob. Really? I think that oh, would wow. Really? Goody Mob. Yeah. Oh, come on now. You're, we're talking about soul food. <laughs> <laughs> you wouldn't want to see soul food up on a canvas? Hell no. Careful. Well, if we look at the Last Supper, that was all that was all soul food. Food is always good. Food food's an awesome, you know, um yeah, absolutely soul food. Yeah, you can do that. The Last Supper. <laughs> How did you come across how did you come across uh, Vince most wanted? You know, how do you how did you meet up with him? Um, I believe we found each other through um Twitter, probably from Twitter. Uh because you know yeah, probably from Twitter, um, and um, yeah, that it had to have been because I don't think through Facebook we weren't on Facebook together yet at all, and um, and then I, I, you know, we just started a, some dialogue and started a conversation and uh, and sharing this because that's um, you know, because like I said, it's it's like it's been literally like one song and one painting and one person at a time. That's kind of been my motto because uh, I didn't know where to take this. I don't, I don't. You know, I, I didn't know, but I wasn't going to let that stop me at all. Um, I just, um, I, I, I just jumped in. I knew I should be doing this, and and this is just, you know, this is what. I'm just a vessel. I'm just like the person doing the painting because it's right. it's not about me. It's not about right. me. That these paintings. You know, right. well, but yeah. reason why I asked you about Vince, man, because Vince is he's heavily, you know, he's heavily. In the mix with outlaws, he does a lot of stuff with outlaws. I, I chat with him every now and then, but the thing about it is, you know, I figured that the connection, connecting with him, that that's what he's connecting because he's he's real he's really in touch with the outlaws. They really are really close like that. And they do a lot of things down in Houston and stuff. So and I've, I've got a thumbs up from the outlaws. Um, that was and that was a really that was a big honor because that was a big. Um, uh, you know, um, not that I had to, I, it felt good. It felt good to be supported, you know, from them that, you know, they saluted me and I was like, thank you very much. And, um, because knowing them now is, you know, is knowing who Tupac was back then because they are products of that moment in time when they were, you know, doing the, the music and, and the that they were doing. So right. you know, right. it's an extension of that's, just... that's support. I mean, that's I mean that's what it's about. You know, right? You got to support so, people in order for them to achieve what they're going to accomplish. Yeah, and, and I look at I look at that. You know, it is that's the extension of of what this is all about. You know, because like I said, it's just it's not about me at all whatsoever. 
And, um, you know, it, it's about their messages. And I know Vince talking earlier about, you know, the, their influence and, and keeping it, you know, the, the, who they're reaching out to, you know, in spite of all the negativity. Because that's going to happen. I can't change that. I can change by making people maybe a bit more aware or, or, or come at it from a different perspective. I know one of the paintings, and I shared with this earlier, the first time after I started painting these, I was asked to, um, from a woman I met at a hip-hop conference I went to in Atlanta when I first went to the Tupac Foundation. I just jumped into this. I'm like, i got to do this. And that's where... Um, Mark Anthony Neal was, he was one of the speakers. Um, there was, it, it was an amazing, an amazing group of people there that were, um, they were there solely to um, begin the, the movement to document um, all of the hip-hop, you know, memorabilia that, that they have so they get it documented. So And so now some of the major universities are beginning to archive this information so they don't lose it because it's here to stay. It's not going anywhere. You know, this revolution that happened is here. And, and, and hip, they, so, was. And um, Kevin Paul was there. Um, Dr. Uh, Jeffrey Ogar was there. It was just an amazing place. So one of the women that I met um, invited me back to Atlanta or um, at a previous a small show. So I brought six paintings that I showed at the one of the centers at Dr. Martin Luther King Center there. And to about 200 people, I shared with them what I was doing, how it happened, and the most moving part at the end when um, Dr. Martin Luther King's sister-in-law, Naomi King, when she came up to me and I was in tears and she was in tears and the crowd was in tears, because of what was happening, and she she hugged me and she said, "Please keep painting these paintings. These messages need to be heard." And for the first time, women there were women and men in their 70s and 80s and 60s and 50s that were listening to Tupac songs for the first time ever. They were listening to them. They were listening to the lyrics. I had the lyrics in front of them. And people, I, I had boxes of Kleenexes all around because people were moved at, at hearing these lyrics in the music and the painting all at the same time was so empowering. And, and men were crying, men, men and, and women, these women were 80 years old. It was beautiful. It was absolutely an amazing experience what was happening when these people were listening to this music. And, and, where, and where was this at? This was at, um, we were at Firehouse number 18, 19. It's in Atlanta. It's part of oh, the Martin in Atlanta? Luther King. In Atlanta, Georgia. It's part of the, the Martin Luther King Center. The I want foundation my right know there. about that because my sister uh, lived, used to live in Atlanta for all her life. And I'm only and, uh, three hours away from Atlanta right now. Okay. That's I'm just wondering if she knows about that. I don't know. Um, this was um, Kitty Pope was the woman that was in charge. She was she's the um, the editor of the African um, diaspora. Am I saying that right? The, the African diaspora um, uh, awards, and this is what it was. Um, 
So we showed six paintings there. Yeah, it was incredible. It, it was an, an amazing experience. So don't ever stop doing what you're doing. How often do they do that? You are, you are on it. You are definitely this year, on it. Thank you very much. Last year was the first annual um, this uh, this a benefit that they had. Um, and I can send you send you a link to it. I'm not sure if they're doing it again this year, but they um, they had people that were there from all of the Caribbean islands, from a lot of the African com- countries, Gambia. Um, of, of all, there was just a whole variety of people that were there at this um wow. this banquet. Oh, that is where are you located? Excuse me. Uh, where are you located? I'm in Seattle. Okay. Well, she's right cool. up the street, man. I'm like, boy, I'm glad we had to, we had to hop in the ride and go all up there and check out some babies, man. Cause, I mean, this is, this is incredible stuff. I, I was on, a, on another show with uh, Sugar Ray earlier, and uh, she was talking about this stuff and these, and these projects and, you know, the fact that, you know, she's she's so deep into what she's doing with this thing and actually having talked to a finisher core and, and actually – been able to, you know, you know, make this thing happen and inspire it and even, you know, paint some of the designs even with her eyes closed. I mean, she does some incredible stuff here, and, and I'm telling you, I'm looking at the, the website now, and I'm like, wow, wow, wow. And I'm, I really am honored that you uh, gave us the other show a call tonight. Any time you feel like stopping by and talking about anything, we'll, we'll be more than honored to have you you on deck because, you know, that's one thing about my, my site here is that we inspire uh, you know, up-and-coming artists. Like I said, I produce music myself. You know, uh, a lot of the folks that come in, I have a, my friend uh, Juan Martinez on the line. He brings a lot of folks in that are just beginning artists and stuff, but all of their messages are about something redemptive or wanting to go to take, you know, the thing, the music thing back to the positive thing, the redemptive thing, the useful thing, stuff that people can actually use rather than the blings and the clothes and the Ugg boots and the and the silly stuff that goes on, artists that are young but serious and, and aspiring to do stuff. So I try to push and promote stuff. And the fact that you are an art, the artist, the artisan of artistry with the project that you're doing, you are welcome anytime you want to. And, and, and bring your friends, have them call in. And, you know, because we talk about everything from relationships to, to, you know, affirmative action tonight to, to different things that are going on. I mean, you name it, we talk about it. And you have such an insight on things that it would just be an honor to have a, you know a, a real woman on deck to talk about you know some of everything. I mean it's it's just it's just wonderful. You get Sugar Ray right up there, and that was a Sugar real right that, right. that was a real good insight though. That was, yeah. that was a real good yeah. insight because I like that, and you know that 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 she's doing art. You yeah. know, and that that gave me a that gave me a whole different perspective on what my son is doing. You know, because yeah. at first, you know, I was just on him about, you know, his skateboarding, him doing the skateboarding, you know. But he used to always tell me, Dad, no, I just like to draw. I like to do this, and I do it every day, and I do it all day. He's got he's got self-family portraits and everything, you know. And I'm like, well, son, you know, you need to go ahead and stick with your skateboarding, you know. But he was like, no, this is just what I love to do. And he was trying so hard to convince me about it. And, you know, he's about to be 17 at the end of this month. And I'm like, well, you know, you know, after listening to you, after listening to you, maybe that, maybe that's something that, that he might need to go ahead and stick with. 
Um, yeah. You know, yeah. if it's what if it's something that he loves, and you know, and oh, he loves it. He does it heart. all. He does it all day, every day, since the time that he was around seven years old. It's like me, Watch the same out. thing since it's I was a little yeah, kid. Yeah, he's he, he's getting ready to be seventeen, so he's been doing it that long. There well, you I've, go. Got, I've got paintings. He can. He, I, I yeah. Anything he can, he can help me with, and I would just. I'd love to see his work. That would be. That would be really um. It, it's honor to see other artists and their creativity, be it whatever that art form may be. Right. You know, if it's music or singing or, you know, writing. It's always it's always great experience when you get to share that with other people. And um, give your, that's what give it's all Facebook, about. Man. Give her your Facebook, connect. You know, this is here's you remember, this is what it's all about. Uh, Nils, connecting Nils, you, connecting you artists that, together. That, that, that I posted that he had did, yeah. it was just a face. Absolutely. It was some it was some little face out there. I, I, I put it on my on my my personal page. Yeah. Well, yeah, I, I, I remember it. I don't even know where he got that face from. I don't even know if that's it because it don't look like him. But I don't even know. Well, he still haven't told me to this day where he got that face from. Well, like mm-hmm. I said, hey, look, connect with Linda, man. I'm telling you, maybe she can, you know, give him some 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 more insight and stuff. Like I said, what she's doing, and you know, and what your son's trying to do. And it sounds like two folks that are actually into the the painting craft like that. Like I said, maybe she can, you know, advise him. And and, and uh, I mean, because when you think about a 17 year old that's that's into art, that's drawing and painting, he's really seriously into it. Compared to a lot of stuff the 17 year olds are out here doing right now, I think that's fabulous that he's into that. And like I said, from what Linda's doing, that that's a lot of inspiration because certainly the younger generation all know about Tupac. So I mean, it's 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 a beautiful thing. It's a it's something that, like I said, maybe later on it will inspire him to do something else. And, you know, she's in and out of traveling down there and stuff. But he might meet her down there at the... But see, the I think that, here's, here's another thing. My, my son ain't a... Uh, I mean, he he likes Tupac and all that, but he's an old-school fan. I mean, an old-school old fan. He likes, you know, like Grand Poobah. And, uh, okay, you well, know, there you go. Type of, you know, that type of style, you know, he... <laughs> In other words, he likes that jazz music. Time, this kind of this is him, you know. It, he said Tupac don't inspire him. Tupac doesn't inspire me. He's like, I like, I like Grand Poo. I like, uh, I like, uh, what do you say? Uh, what's them boys uh, that sing that Infinity song? Yeah. And we we get the he, idea. Yeah, you know, he said. I mean, that's, he was just telling. He was just naming me all kinds of all old school stuff, and I was like, "Boy, I'm like, I know I wasn't playing all that in it, but then again, I was when he was a well, baby." There's nothing wrong with old school. Old school is good. Old school is good. <laughs> yes, you know, it he, is. I like nothing but the old school stuff. You know, he's like all this new stuff, and you know, I don't care about none of that. Well, you know what I'm going to do right now? We've been John now here for a good hour. I'm going to throw on a little bit of Smile by, by Tupac and, and Scarface. We're going to take a little break here real quick, and I'm going to give you a drink of water because I'm, I'm fired up and dried out over here. So we're going to just and take I this brief break, and we'll be right back. It's going to be some folks. stuff you're going to see that's going to make it hard to smile in the future. But through whatever you see, through all the rain and the pain, 
You gotta keep your sense of humor. You gotta be able to smile through all this bullshit. And as you head to the tunnel's light, 
so um, I don't know. I, I, I just, it, nobody can tell me what world it is that it's okay. And in my world, it's not okay to, to have that. And No, it's not in know. anybody's. Yeah. Well, that album yeah. that you just mentioned just happened to be my favorite album. That was the Me Against the World album. And the, and, and the first song after he, after the words, a coward dies a thousand deaths and a soldier dies but once. And then he goes into that song, and I'm telling you, that, that, that's a, that's a, that is a deep song that you chose right there. Right off the bat, yeah. letting you know, setting up the, the, uh, the stage for the rest of the album. Go ahead. Yeah. yeah, no, I mean, I mean, Tupac, and, and that's part of my, my learning process, and, and I love being able to have an opportunity to talk, to talk to you guys because, you know, you're much more knowledgeable in general of, of that era of music than, than I am, and I'm learning about it from another new set of eyes. And, and one of the things, though, is that Tupac, you know, people ask me, and and I go way, and I, I don't remember who said it earlier on the conversation, um, but one of you gentlemen mentioned that, you know, it was Tupac, the, the young Tupac, the early Tupac, the Tupac as a child, that's who, you know, that's who I've connected with, that has moved me, you know, a, as a child, as, as that young boy in his creativity and his imagination and, um, you know, and everything that he was going to, that, that you know, he continued to... Um, to flourish somehow in his own creativity, if it was his poetry writing, um, if it was his own reading. It was like, you know, he read everything. And, I mean, books I, I've never even, uh, you know, you know, picked up at all and even thought to read. You know, Tupac's library was, was immense. And he kind of, you know, he was like saying it was okay. He was giving permission to people to say, you know what, you can read. It's okay to read. He was reinforced in this. But... People don't want to. They, they don't see that. They don't want to see that. They choose not to see that for whatever reason. It may may make it easier in their life if they don't want to to see, you know, the other side of who Tupac was. And mm-hmm. um, and, and, and that's who that's who uh, you know my my inspiration comes from that because as a young child, that's who created and molded him. His neighborhoods, his the streets that he grew up, the stories that he heard, everything that. As art, you know, as your childhood and my childhood made us who we are, and um, you know, but so it's um, fascinating. It's, it's fascinating because he was so multidimensional in his thinking and in his his manner of, of you know everything had a specific reason. And almost sometimes in some of those songs, right, that they were so deliberate in the words that he chose or the the you know, the emphasis that he placed on this syllable made you really go, oh, okay, what? <laughs> so. Hmm. Yeah. I tell you, you, you have made the show tonight. You you made my job real easy because, <laughs> I mean, <laughs> to sit here and just listen to you, you know, I, I, I had a few topics that I was going to talk about tonight, but when I hear anyone that comes on, and it's, it happens all the time where I have to kind of carry subjects over the next shows and stuff like that, and I really don't mind it because, yeah, I've been at this thing now for, you know, just under a month. And me and, me and you know, the fellas here and Norris being my right hand, you know, we're, we're always inspiring each other all the time because, you know, we were part of a, a situational group where in a lot of ways we felt kind of on a level of feeling kind of dumbed down in, in a lot of ways. 
and we developed this thing so that we could give, you know, again, a young artist who are trying to do something. I mean, even my man that was asking, you know, all the questions and talking about his, his son's work in D-Berg, you are back in the building. Um, you know, um, it's one of those kind of deals where, you know, you're, we're trying to get people who, like yourself and like us who are really trying to, you know, push the, the envelope on, on getting the artistry out there and getting things done. We're trying to be here for them because, you know, you know, we, it, you know, sports is a fun thing to talk about and, and, and politics and stuff like that. But when you have real artists that's out here really trying to do it, and then we find that they've touched the people that are the people that are the people, uh, it's wonderful to have you in, in, in the fold with us here to inspire us and, and, and maybe, you know, assist us in different ways that, that only art, an artist can. And to have you on deck tonight, it to me, it really made this show a lot more interesting than, than even the stuff that I had planned. I mean, because like I said, you know, uh, there's a lot of subjects that was on there. But I, I, I'll carry them. I have a special show tomorrow night and touch on those things. But we're really enjoying, you know, talking about this because, you know, we talk about, you know, Tupac and stuff all the time. And it's really part, a great thing to be a part of, you know, to have this group going to have you on deck and then to have the other fellows who are kind of migrating over from those other areas and stuff where they like to be heard and, and, and have, you know, have shared interests with people to have things with them. And the gentleman that was just asking, asking you about, talking to you about your son, um, you know, he I've been trying to get him back into going back into making music and, you know, if he's going to send his music somewhere, have it heard somewhere, Bring it through here so that people who are actually artists and actually trying to do the same thing and on the same level, you can see it and get an honest evaluation through eyes of people that are trying to do the same thing. Because sometimes when you take it to people who really don't know what your inspiration is or how you're inspired or what you do, they can't, they're not sitting in that seat, so they can't really give you the true feel of what it is you're trying to do. And the fact that you're doing it with a brush and, and in so many different ways and doing the stuff that you're doing, I'm telling you, it's a, it really is a beautiful thing you're doing, Linda. It really is. Yeah, that's that's real, that's real inspiring. I mean, very, very inspiring. Well, thank you very much, and I, I appreciate you know having the opportunity because equally for me, you know, if my spirit with the paintings, um, you know, if I can touch somebody through my paintings and my the paintbrush, you know that inspires me to continue in the next painting. And so it continues in that creative process because what you're doing is you're giving those creative, you know, a place. You're giving them, um, you know, a platform to step onto, to to step beyond, you know, the deeper perspective, expand our world because it's the music that expands our world. It's art that expands our world. It's you know, the the acting and it's it's all of that. That's what it stands for. I was like, this motherfucker, I was like, fuck you. Hey, 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 hey. <laughs> but I say thank you and um I'm gonna have to, to go because my I wasn't playing my phone, it's like about to die um on me tonight and um and we can all get a hold of each other at least through Vince, correct? And yeah, um and I've got Sugar Ray's number, so mm-hmm. I look forward to further, you know, dialogue with you guys. It was great. I really appreciate it. Thank you. Oh, you're well, welcome. As, hey. as, as the old song says, Ricky, don't sure. lose that number. Linda, don't lose this number. <laughs> we need you around. 
I Thank you very much. Number. I've got it. Thank you. Hey, I appreciate all that, what you have, have, have brought out to me. I appreciate that really. Ooh, I appreciate that a lot. Thank you. I was you. on my yeah. son a while ago. <laughs> while we were talking. <laughs> <laughs> hey, ciao, Linda. All right. Thank you very much. Bye, bye. bye. Have a good evening. Bye, guys. You too, man. You too. Take care. Bye. bye. Now that we got that out the way, what's settling, niggas? I'm sorry. 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 i am Nels, Mr. Flossy G's, Norris, say what's up to this boy. Hey, my main man, what's going on, man? What's going man, on, brother? Worldwide Flossy G show. So, I'm going I'm to tell you like that, how it tells you, man. He's doing it over here, man. <laughs> yeah, man, you know what I'm going to let y'all know right now, man. Some heavyweight hitters coming through here, man. People doing some major things, man, but... If y'all think yeah, that yeah. was something, boy, I'm going to tell you right now, tomorrow night, y'all better hold it tight. Professor Grill going to be in the building, and that shit's going to hit you in the chair. That shit's going to hit you in the chair. What's up, man? You know, I talked to some guys today, man, and the thing about it is, you know, in case you don't know, I chopped it up with Griff, man, and the thing about it, man, he's told me, hey, man, just send a link, and I'll call your show. So the thing about mm-hmm. it, he got a show going on Monday through uh, Friday, man. It's pretty heavy, man, and uh, him and Zafa Ali. They be talking about some heavyweight stuff, but I called a station man and chopped it over them about what they got going on over there, man. And there's a lot of people come through Seattle that I didn't know anything. I didn't know these people were coming through here like that, so I'm kind of gonna meet up with him on May uh, 11th. And that's I'm always cool going through Seattle, man. That's that's been going on since the ages. Well, you know, hey, I've been meeting some people. I've been meeting some people through here, but but you miss a lot. You miss the ones you really want to meet, and somebody like. like you know, like those cats, I really want to see uh, the, the, that empowerment radio that's coming through here in May. That's going to be huge. But but, but anyway, tomorrow, man, Professor Griff being here, man, he's going to be talking some heavyweight stuff, man. You know, he's a straight-up dude. So. Oh, where's Tuesday or Wednesday? Wait a minute. Is it after tomorrow? Is today Tuesday or Wednesday? Well, I'm going to say it's Tuesday here. It's 1030 here. It's Tuesday, dog. It's Tuesday. My repo still came out last night. Man, who's Tuesday like a mug right now? Send me some of that, though. Hey, you got to send me some of that sugar, man. You got to send me some of that, man. I'm saying, boy, you don't know what day it is, boy. I need a lot to that. You know what, D-Bird? I need a lot. Hey, man, you know what, D-Bird? That'd be good for your son, man. I ain't gonna lie. That'd be definitely good for your son, bro. I, I like and that. And I know it's gonna be the Man, I was I was on the phone, man, talking to him while we was talking. And he didn't want to talk. Well, you know what, man? Hey, man. That's what that's what it is, man. Flawless and Cheesy Radio, man. Worldwide. That's what we Worldwide, baby. Worldwide. Yeah. Trying to network, man. Trying to network, man. Get guys connected. Get people, you know, get people on what's going on, man. You know, so he's going to be all right, man. Once he, once he get to seeing that everything that's happening and shit, you know, he'll be all right. You know, yeah. I'm not, I'm not really worried about him. Hey, man, hey, man, man, we have, go ahead. 
Is that D Bird? The what? Hey, I just want to say, man, hey, that uh, that game one between the Blazers and Houston, man, that was right. an awesome game. I expect I to see. I yeah, expect to see five more games like that, and then it's going to be the end of the series. Are we balling tomorrow or, or tonight? Was that tonight or tomorrow we balling? Tomorrow, man, you know what? That Salvatore dude, man, they was trying to, they were just trying to gangster that game away from Portland, man. That shit was so ridiculous. I mean, some of the calls were so obviously ridiculous. It was ridiculous. But I'm going to tell you something. This ain't our grandpa and grandma's team, man. Them cats are serious, man. The Blazers held on to a serious game. I'm telling you, they got in their head. And that dude, Beverly, that's been giving Lilith the blues, uh, he hurt. So, you know what I'm saying? So, I mean, right. we're looking pretty good, man. I think we can go ahead. We might sweep this ass. We win tomorrow night. It's hey, over. I ain't saying winning no games before. Hey, I, ain't gonna... I can't even lie, hey, man. Hey, 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 we're going to be waiting on the trailblazers. That's all we're going to be doing. Hey, you just excited because your coach can't coach in a year. Oh, yeah. They, yeah they, this, they, they, this series is already done. I think so. I mean, what I saw that last game, we pretty much took the best punch that Houston is going to deliver throughout the whole series. Yes, sir. They were getting lights out. We was missing. We missed so many damn threes. What was we like? Six for 33 shooting three-pointers. That shit don't normally happen. And what happened? We still came back and we won. And so I think think that took some confidence out of Houston. Hey, Sub Zero did his job too. Oh, AKA Damon Lillard from three point land. You know what I'm saying? That shit look real nice, though. That look real nice. We just we just gotta shoot better every game from here on out, and this gonna be a wrap. Well, I keep telling people I think that Lamarcus Aldridge is the best forward in the business right now. 46 and 18, come on, man. Them, 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 them is uh, Jordan numbers. Right. <clears throat> I mean, you saw you saw the company that Aldridge and uh, Miller just joined. The yes, first teammates in Jordan and Pippen. One to score 40, the other score 30. But yeah, I'm gonna pass it back to Rawhide. He's right here, man. He got these old scary, he got these old scary Medusa dreadlocks popping off in his head. I'm gonna let him get on here and get some of that, talk about some of that Jay, music. Jay, 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 just like, just like, just like snooping him, man. You want to be the be the doc and uh, teach me the formula, as in the fantasy formula, because you keep knocking the ass off the box. <laughs> right. You want to pass hey, man, the secret, man. Pass the secret sauce, dog. I mean, I really, I don't know. I'm just good. Yeah, I ain't no shit. Hold <laughs> on. That nigga's cheating. Yeah. I mean, I y'all, y'all done been in the same league with me. Y'all see how I do. I make praise. I might not draft all that good, but I make, I make damn good praise all throughout the season. Man, you got it going down, dog. You be, you be all the time. You you stay on and you be in there like swimwear the whole damn season. I'm like, this dude's yeah. crazy, crazy. There's no way he's going to win. He, he pulled that shit out. Back, talk, talk well, one, thing, one, thing I, one thing I want you to do, Jay, one, one thing I want you to do, man, in, in the hip-hop sports, man, I want you to brag a lot more, man. 
I want you to say, hey, I am the motherfucking king. Because I respect your hustle, baby. You you put it in. You beat me, and I ain't, I ain't mad because I do it. I say, hey, man, it is you or me going to win. We, we talked about that. But think about it is, you came in. See, you had like beating you. It's like beating you is just a, 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 you know, just real king. But D, bro, I had to dismantle you, man. You were playing me. You, hey, I, man. Say, man. I, 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 I can beat you in any, any given time, though. Any given no, time, I'll beat you with some, with some bench players. Man, when I was when I beat you, I was like Sugar Ray Robinson for real. <laughs> you know, I was like, <laughs> <laughs> that is true, dog. Hey, that game was irrelevant though. That's the thing. That, that game didn't even mean nothing. It just it was just like that NIT game. <laughs> I know, yeah, but deeper you might be able to run the Flossy G's uh, football with me. Yes, yes. Oh, boy. Yeah, yeah man, we can go on over here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 all the time. I'm going back to the old spot. We got fantasy football over here. I'm going to be looking like I did last year, boy, because I got kids. I'm going to tell you this right now, man. Over at Hip Hop Sports, man, nobody admit it, and I don't know if Ohio Larry is going to man up to it. I brought that idea to him, man. He never he never played before in his life, man. None of them cats, man. He never played. I brought the idea of fantasy sports to him. And I told him, man, you should do this. And he said, I never done this before. And they done it. Now they take it to another level. But, yeah, man. So, yeah, we're going to get it over here. Most definitely. Yeah, hey. I guarantee you, I won't be no punk this year. We're gonna do a keeper. We're gonna do a keepers league, man. We're gonna do a keepers league, man. And in case you guys don't know, man, keepers league is when you keep a certain amount of players, man. Like if you draft, like say, if you draft a rookie, say if you draft uh, Johnny Manziel, you don't about to have him. You keep him and don't have to throw him back. You know what I'm saying? You keep your yeah, season's over. So you just keep your players at who you got. You keep you keep like about five or six of あ、オッケー。オッケー。エンジンのピーポーフォーライズフォーエンジンフォーライズ。あ、やっぱりね、サマリアフォーエンジンフォーエンジンフォーエンジンフォーエンジンフォーエンジンフォーエンジンフォー
Alright, do what's that? Do what's that? Do what's that? You talking about that coon train? <laughs> no, uh, we're talking about no coon train. Yeah, train. I think y'all were hitting on that uh, affirmative action, though. Yeah, no, oh, what, what it is is that the uh, Supreme Court, as that was one of the topics tonight, was affirmative action. The Supreme Court decided in its infinite wisdom to oh, allow the banning of affirmative action in the state of Michigan. Because the, the, you know how it is, just like with jobs, there's a certain amount of, of black folks because of the, the the stuff that's went on, you know, previous before we get allowed to go to universities and have certain jobs. A certain amount of minorities, blacks or whatever, are allowed in because if you don't put them in there, they're just not, there's just not enough spots made for us to get into to these universities or or to have these jobs. So with the affirmative action thing came in at the, uh, um, the folks over at the Supreme Court decided to go ahead and allow the ban. Now, the problem I have with that is that if you start allowing affirmative action to fade out in, in, uh, in, in education, then you'll start doing it on other things. And, and, and mm-hmm. now an out-and-out out ban so far as affirmative action, which means that you have to hire a certain amount of blacks for a job, or and I'm black, so I'm going to use the black example. You have a certain mm-hmm. amount of blacks to get hired for a job or something like that. What's ended up happening is, is that the state of Arizona, the state of Florida, mm-hmm. the state of New Hampshire, Oklahoma, Nebraska, and Washington State, and, and of all states, California, have have an outright ban plan that they want to have for everything. So in other words, the 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 things about being fair to women, the things about being fair to minorities, and the, and the thing about the, you know so far as being fair in the in hiring practices, they're trying to wipe that stuff out. And so you got now seven or eight states that want permanent bans on all affirmative action. In other words, after 400 years of suffrage and, and the reason why you had to have you know, affirmative action in the first place, after 50 years, you think now that it's time to stop that. And the Puerto Rican right. judge, Sotomayor, that sits on the Supreme Court thing that was against it, basically, I'm paraphrasing what she said, she said is is, is beyond the grasp of, of, of uh, the regular brain, right, to understand how you can act like race doesn't play a part in hiring and education, and everything else in this country, and we know it exists in the job place and everything else, you now want to ban that affirmative action and or that access to affirmative action, and you're starting with education. Now, you know how the government is. If you start, right, right. If you start with education, everything else will open up. Right. Let me ask you this. Uh, isn't uh, affirmative action already gone out of Oregon? It's not? We still have it we still have it here in, in, in education and in and, and, and employment. It's still here. Okay, good, because I know they've been trying to get rid of it here for a while. Well, um, they'll, you know, they'll join the roster, believe me. They'll join the roster real right. soon. Right, but we're, we're moving backwards, man. We're, we're, we're moving backwards. Um, you know, I, I honestly think that, uh, you know, they're, they're in somebody's back pocket, man. They have to be. You know, um, I, I don't think that uh, they're, they're really uh, putting anything together for the betterment of the people anymore. And if you're going to get rid of affirmative action, or let me put it like this, before you decide to get rid of affirmative action, uh, you need to make sure there's something else in place uh, to make sure that we don't get fucked over. And I don't think anybody's going to do that, man. 
You know, it starts with the vote. And and, and, the, and the Supreme Court uh, late last week decided to make it now where rich people will be able to control the electoral process now. Mm-hmm. So I mean, so I mean, they're going across the board, man. What they're doing is these so-called Tea Party folks, tea bags, whatever you want to call them, they're doing a lot of dirty stuff. And the reason a lot of legislation and stuff that Obama put up there couldn't get passed is because there were more Tea Party members than GOP members. Things that Obama was trying to go after were traditionally Republican ideas, and that's why he put those things on the table. But because it's him, and because he cut off their lobby money when he first came in office and said, as long as that president of the United States, there will be no lobbies. We're not going to allow any lobbies, and I approve this message. So he cut off all the lobby stuff. Now, when you cut off the lobby stuff, that's the health care stuff, and that's all this other stuff. The reason that they were fighting the health care stuff is, is, is twofold. One of the reasons is because the, the, the lobbies, the pharmacies, they were, put it this way, when I was working at the post office, they had, they had, every year, I would watch the price of health insurance go up, but the benefits would go down. In other words, they offer less and less. And if you have congressmen that are supporting that, right, and you cut off that lobby, a lobby by definition is the money that they can get behind the scenes for standing up for something and lobbying over, over on the floor and saying, look, we ought to keep this current health care in place. We need to repeal Obamacare. And even though the people love it, and, 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 and actually he has now come to find out he's set a record because now 34 states are fully vested within this health care thing, and they're finding that they will be saving the money and stuff. It's actually a success for him now. They want to then take something that you've already given the people, which is going to cause anarchy, by the way, and you're going to try to wipe right. that out. The second reason you want to wipe that out is because you, there's a common belief that because there are more minorities moving into the country and there's more minorities here, that, you know, they're going to be uh, need that health care. And, 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 and they're afraid that their numbers, the other side is afraid that their numbers are starting to dwindle. And so, naturally, you don't want the health care for, 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 for the poor citizens because the poor citizens and the minorities that are moving, coming in here and everybody else will have health care and outlive you. So, naturally, you want to cut that off. Now, if you're going to cut off health care, no matter whether you like Obamacare, I'm not, I'm not advocating anything because, you know, my, my VA stuff covers everything that I do. But, you know, if you cut that off, you're going to have to replace that with something because you're not going to give people health care and they're going to be okay and then screw them now. The last part of this thing, I'm going to let it go, is that the pre-existing conditions that Obama put in the health care, which means if you had a sickness or something pops up or something that you can't get rid of or you had before, it is now covered under his plan. Now, the same Republicans that are sitting up beating on their chest that said the stimulus wasn't no good, but they were sucking in millions of dollars of that stimulus money to fix shit in their states, but for going back home and coming on TV and saying it wasn't no good, those same people now mandated that before the health passed that, that it would be that the pre-existing health conditions, because a lot of them was old suckers like with cancer and stuff, they now want that covered. Oh, we like that part, so we want to keep that, but we want to shit can the rest of your idea. It's crazy. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, you know, and, and to a point, to a point, I say they actually have a point about the people coming into this country, it, it, um, illegal aliens. I mean, hey, I don't mind people being over here, but uh, you know, there are a lot of people that are already in America that need that health care. What we need, what we need, is somebody that's gonna 
not be afraid to just come out and say, hey, uh, black people need health care. The black people in this country need health care. You feel me? Like, like let's let's go ahead and let's go ahead and separate it and, and make it real specific for you. The black people in this country really need health care. Yeah, they do. They need to be specific, but of course, you know they're not going to do that. But what kills me is that when, you, when people start touting the illegal alien thing, well, by definition, are not the, is not the system the illegal alien? Because I think that the Indians would argue that. Uh, <laughs> they were the illegal aliens too because they came in and basically took all that shit. So I mean, uh, I understand what they're saying. A lot of you got to realize a lot of. All right, well, let's, just, let's get to the bottom line then. What's the bottom line then of, of the bottom, healthcare? The bottom, the bottom, the bottom line, line of healthcare. What is it? That, what is it called? What's that little money symbol? Money. Absolutely. That's what it's all. That's the bottom line. But, but you ain't paying. If you ain't paying, you ain't getting shit. I mean, that's just the bottom line. You got to pay. You got to pay. It don't matter what kind of health coverage it is. It don't matter if it's AFLAC or DUCK or whatever. If you ain't paying, you getting the tax. I mean, that's the that's the most absurd thing I done heard from Obama is what pissed me off, is that he going to tax you and, and, and goddamn kill you because you ain't got no damn money to pay for some health care. Oh, mm-hmm. you got to the 31st, you got until the 31st to, in order to get this, get this health care? What kind of bullshit is that? How you going to make me get some health care? Hell, if I'm gonna die, I just go. I'm just gonna die. Well, well, let me, let me, let me I don't understand that. You gonna make me pay some damn money for some shit that I ain't that I don't care about? Hell, let, let, let that's on you. Let me that ask you is this on here. you. If for, you don't for, want for to pay for it, then that's on you. For, for all the people yeah. that are going into emergency I rooms, don't, I don't and, get and, that and shit. I don't the, get and, that word. We gonna premium. tax you. We gonna tax you. We gonna but tax all, you. But for, but for all the people that are going into emergency no rooms and, 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 and running up the running up the price of your health care that you're paying for right now, right? The you're paying. Okay, you're paying for right now. Exactly. The people that are running yeah, in and, and don't and run don't have no damn my health care ain't ran up no damn where. My health care is still the same. Let me, let, me, let me ask the question. Hold on for a second. Hold your horses. For all the people that are going in to these emergency rooms that don't have health care, that's jacking up everybody's premiums because they don't have health care, does it not make sense that everybody should have health care, especially if your ass gets sick and fucked up, right, or some, if some condition, uh, you know, before you? Don't none of it make I mean, sense at all. But 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 you see if you what think I'm about going about it, none of it makes sense at all. I'm not going to be paying my money. First of all, first of all what was that? You know, it's like if you go to the emergency room, you can't be denied. But right. The thing is, if you get denied and you ain't got no no health care, no insurance, or no nothing, you still getting shitted on. Let me tell you something, mm-hmm. partner. It's already because happened. Because you're going to end up paying people, for that people, shit people are, people are down the line. Rejected. People okay, are starting to get rejected from emergency If you're dying, I'm going, in the, I'm going in the emergency room. I'm dying. 
I'm dying. Look, I didn't. I, I ain't got nothing to do with it. What if I was just caught up in the crossfire? Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying I'm just caught up in the crossfire. You know, I'm just an innocent bystander. I'm out here having a nice dinner with my family. You know, and then some stupid motherfucker roll around and, and decide he want to start spraying. With, with I get caught up. Uh, Me and my family get caught up, but I go into the emergency room. I ain't got no no health care or nothing. I ain't got no mm-hmm. insurance, you know. But I ain't being no. I ain't being that motherfucker who just shot. You know. I what? mean, it's. Okay. I mean, okay. it's, it's, it's stupid. It's stupid either way it goes. It's the only way. It's the only way to to boost the economy. Which ain't no economy. I mean, it's government government money. It's government money. I look at it, look at it like this. I'm looking at it like uh, car insurance. And um, same thing. Same thing. Really. Oh, and same I can't thing. stand for it, but that shit is the law. But and and to me, um, it 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 makes a little bit more sense to uh, have somebody whose life is insured rather than a damn car. Like, fuck that car. You know what I mean? Um, This this could uh, inadvertently uh, help uh, with uh, the spread of diseases and stuff like that a little bit better because now everybody's got health insurance. It's just that much easier to pay for. Now, um, it'd be crazy as hell, and uh, what you've been saying, you know, what they might do is – is completely uh, take uh, be where if you come to the emergency room and you don't have health insurance, then they can deny you, which would be immensely yeah. psychotically crazy. You know what I'm saying? All right, right. Um, uh, so and then and then that just brings you right there to uh, Mr. Flossy G's point, uh, where where it's like, uh, yo. Um, uh, you 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 are already paying for uh, people who come in that don't have health insurance. You know what I mean. So it should it should in some way uh, and and back me up on this if I'm right, Flossie, is that uh, if this is gonna uh, get rid of uh, a lot of the tax that we have to deal with uh, dealing with that and, and paying for people who don't have health insurance. It's not only going to back that up and deal with that, but like the point that you just made that I didn't make, and that's that now that more people have bought into this thing, the cost is automatically going to be on this stuff. It's automatically going to come down because for years when I was at the Postal Service, I sat there for eight years, and every year my premiums would go higher up on average of $35 to the point where by over eight years it went up $200 and I had far less benefits that were being offered to me. This, 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 this guy has offered more benefits, has offered a, a complete service plan, and think about it. The same people that are making that argument that, that, that this is a bad health care deal for everybody, for everybody are the same people who have health insurance. Your Ted Cruz's, your, you know, your, your, your other Republicans are sitting up here making this nonsense, and some of the Democrats are kind of who became Democrats or are actually still quasi-Republicans, they're making this argument, but at the same time, they have pre-existing conditions. So then what they do is, in order to take some of the steam off the fact that this brother created this, this, this health insurer 
bill and everything and, and got this thing passed through, they're coming up with different and different names for like health care Oregon and healthcare this state and that and the third. Yeah, but it's yeah. still the same thing because it still covers all of the pre existing conditions and everything. The same Republicans mm-hmm. are saying that they want to repeal this thing the loudest made sure that before it gets repealed anything happens, that all of a sudden by law they get the pre existing condition thing that by the way didn't exist for them when this brother came up with this idea. So, I mean, I hate the mandate, too. I think it's shitty to make people do stuff. And, that, and, that's, and, and, see, and that's, the, that's, a, that's the bottom line right there, though, Nels, is what kills me, is that how in the hell are you going to just tell me that I have to have this? You don't. Mm-hmm. You shouldn't have. You, you shouldn't have even the right to tell me what the hell I can have. You talking about we got rights? Okay. Mm-hmm. Well, should I, I should have the right to say, well, I don't want this. I don't mm-hmm. want this. Don't mandate me to have this. And I wish I could do that. You, with should, you shouldn't. Ha- you shouldn't even tell me that that <laughs> if you don't have this by this specific time. By this specific time, if you don't have it, then we gonna goddamn dock you, even though you broke as fuck. Hell, I'm yeah. broke as fuck because I got that. But if you don't I mean, have it, you know should you get treated in should you get treated in the emergency room if you don't have health insurance? Yes, you should automatically get treated. Automatically, you should get treated. So, so what now, if even if you don't have insurance or whatever, you should automatically what, get treated because hell, you might be dying. But what if the people who are paying, paying, paying the premium and everything right, and their health insurance premiums go up, should they should they have to foot the bill in, in a sense for you getting a free ride and they're paying their premiums? No, and, see, and that's where that's where the contradictory comes in. That's why it's all contradictory right there. I'm working for my shit. Uh, it, 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 it's a crazy deal, but I, I like debating it anyway because everybody's got pretty much the right idea. We're all screwed because we don't have a million bucks in our pocket. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. Yeah. Pretty much you screwed. We're all pretty much on support status, so to speak. Hey, it's pretty much like hell. What can you do? What can you hey, do? I got, I got well, look, I got one more hot button topic, and then we can just go freestyling on it. It seems that Mr. Scarface is giving the hip hop industry both barrels. He's he's stating that the hip hop industry is now being controlled by by the by the moguls and stuff, and they're telling you what you can and can't say, and they're paying you not to say what you really want to say, and that. The rap game is now set up for you to fail. We're going to hit that topic. I'm going to play a little something here real quick, and then and then come back. And then when I when when I return, even though we're I got to roll out of this shit, man. I got to be up, didn't it, man? I got to get up in a few hours. Well, well, make sure you pay that health insurance premium and holler at us when you can. Honest When you went to the I'm going to play this little East Side Drive by my man Grover Washington, and I'll be right back. Oh, after this there place. you go. So after this I'm going to listen to that. I'm going to take my ass to bed. Oh, you're going to listen to that first. Oh, okay, I got you. Yeah, I'll you know, 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 know. Know. 
Live right there on a little bit of East River Drive. You know, he's driving around the around the Brooklyn Bridge there in New York back in the day, man. You know what I'm saying? Better bring y'all a little something smooth. You know what I'm saying? Can't be, can't be hard all the time. <laughs> but uh, right. it, seems, it, 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 it seems that, that, that our boy, you know, Starface was on to something here, man. And, and then sure it says Starface is back. And he's actually dropping lyrics that are worth listening to. So his new style of In Your Face Strong shows the lyrical abilities that haven't been uh, slipped, haven't slipped over the years. So also, uh, he's getting political at the end of the video, where he says that there is a conspiracy in hip-hop where these old-ass punks running these recording labels are controlling the black people listen to. The song is called No Problem. It is a teaser for his upcoming album, Deeply Rooted. It says, since dropping away from the music industry for a while, Scarface has been speaking publicly in support of the black community against the assaults taking place in the hip-hop music industry. And seriously, do you really um, do you really choose to listen to the shit on the radio? This could be a good alternative. So, I mean, right. you know, Scarface is putting it right out there. What, what are you thinking about that, Rahat? Um, I listened to the song today. Uh, I got it in the car, and um, and I've only heard it uh, all the way through like one time. Uh, it's a slamming song, uh, you know. Props <laughs> out that he's still putting out bangers like that, um, and uh, and he's not really saying anything that uh, hasn't already been said. You know what I mean? Like it didn't get it didn't get too too deep. Like when uh, I heard that. Uh, you know, he had something uh, uh, that that he was spitting uh, uh, about the uh, the industry um, and uh, how it's being uh, run by uh, white folks and stuff like that. Like, I thought he was, like, uh, going off the deep end, you know what I'm saying, when, when uh, I heard that that was going on. But right. – it's uh, it's really just honestly, um, it's it's a, a classic, you know what I'm saying, and um, and it's definitely a, a, a banger from beginning to end. Uh, I, I'll put it up there to to rate it. I give it the Pac, you know what I'm saying? Like he's representing a, a Pac on that one. You feel me? Oh yeah, like, oh yeah. That, that, that's that's a new writer song. Um, but I I guess um, I was wanting to hear. Uh, you know, something that, that I haven't heard. Really, it was just uh, an ultimate writer song. You feel me? Right. Who who are we talking about right there? Starface. Starface. Oh, Starface. Starface. He okay. said he, he's tired, Norris. He said, he, he said we don't really, like, industries are, are, uh, are basically running shit, and they, we're not getting a chance to hear the music that, that's really representative. Kind of like the, the little spot we were at earlier, they, they were talking about the same thing, how, the industry, and basically what you're saying, white folks, is running stuff mm-hmm. so tough with the black music that we're not really hearing the real deal holy feel with our own music. What are your thoughts on that? You know, well, you know, they, they are they are in control, and they do yeah. own everything. But the problem, though, is though is that what I got from the conversation earlier and right now is that we need to understand this, though, man. We need to know, true enough, we need money, but we have to have a certain standard and have us making a stance for ourselves. You know, Muhammad Ali, when he was in a situation where he was boxing, he took a stand 
He could have made more money. He could have kept on fighting. But he made a stand. This stand was so powerful and so big that it, it became it, 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 it affected everybody. And everybody was like, wow, that's big. So we need yeah. we need guys to understand that you need to take a chance to sacrifice yourself because you have that popularity and have that influence on people. You need to get the right. opportunity, man, to sit back and say, hey, you want me to do this, but I'm not doing this. And if I do do this, you're going to have to do what I want you to do. You have to, you have to do business, man, because the thing about it is just because somebody puts some big money on the table, like I said, we all need money. You get that money, but at the same time, you make a contract and make it be known that I'm not going to do anything crazy and I'm not going to go out to disrespect anybody or disrespect my people. But I want you to understand that if I do this, this little jingle, this little soft song that you always do that you, know, you can't go somewhere, something has to come back. But nobody's making no stand. And see, that's what, that's what uh, I posted in the group, man, of this dude named uh, uh, from, from, uh, from RBG. This dude named Tyree. This dude named uh, Tyree incidentally, and he, he he had this thing talking about um, he was talking about Lil Wayne. He told me it was a cash money this. I don't know if you guys seen it. It's called Agent Ass Niggas. Have y'all did y'all see that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I reposted that somewhere. Yeah, wow. that, he he and if you can, he wants everybody to post it everywhere. And the thing about well, this cat, man, when, I, when he yeah. he came out, man, he. And that same cat we had on the phone earlier today, Nels, named Raspy, that we that was talking. Those right. two guys are the only two guys I heard that came out and said something, man. I mean, like really came out and said something. The dude Tyron mm-hmm. from RBG, he came hard. He 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 didn't he didn't <laughs> he didn't pull no plug. He he called his names out. He he told him if you want to see me, come see me. He called Lil Wayne, he called Birdman, he called Nicki Minaj. I mean, he went at them on their beat. And, and yeah. that's, what we have to do. that's what we have to do. We have to take it back, man, and hold people accountable, man. I mean, that's mm-hmm. what we have to do. So, no, that, yeah. Well, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. That, that's good. I didn't even catch that you just brought that up, Norris. But, yeah, that's probably exactly what I'm talking about. Yeah, like like that's what I'm dealing with. Like just watching that video, you know what I'm saying, and then hearing that uh, you know Scarface out there hitting them. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, right. That's what we have to do, right. man. Cause think about it, you start holding cats accountable. Because back in the day, back in the day, man, I've been listening to hip hop. I've been listening to hip hop for a long time, man. And, and I don't think there's nobody can tell me something that went on in hip hop that I missed. Back okay. in the day, man, PM Dawn, y'all know them. They was a pretty good group. But they used to go say they did thing, but the thing about it, man, Boogie Dad Productions, Chaos One, I remember them yeah, going on stage, get on stage and knock them off the stage because they was holding yeah, cats accountable. That's the same thing with Tupac. He used to do the same thing. Cats will hold you accountable because they were codes. They were codes, man. People ain't following the codes now. The codes are gone, man. The G codes, the everybody right. violating codes right now. Those codes right. are certain things you don't do. Cats don't come out the closet no more. I mean, back in the day, they might come out the closet because you know you get your ass whooped. It's, 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 I ain't going to do that. I'm keeping this going low. But yeah. now, you know, ain't no codes, man. Everybody's like, hey, I'm doing this. I'm wearing skinny jeans. That's what I do. I rap about this. I, hey, I do my thing. There's no codes. Every code is violated. You let mess around and have homeboys and kick it with them. Next thing you know, and I ain't talking about anybody you know or anything like that, but what I'm trying to say, guys are right now talking to their friends, ex-girlfriends. 
hanging out with her now. You break up with her because dudes ain't got codes no more, man. I feel you, yeah. That's what happened with Nas and Jay-Z. They violate codes, man. You know, I mean, mm-hmm. come on, man. I, I, I still, I still live by the code, man. I come to any man's house or anywhere, and his wife is there. I'm not talking to her. I say hi and be respectful, but I'm talking to you. Y'all break up. I'm still talking to you. She gonna gossip about it? Hey, I don't care how bad he did you. What's going on? I'm not friends with you. I'm still friends with him because it's because I'm not violating that code. Because I'm how would I look being friends with her? <laughs> you know what I'm saying? That was a little different, man. You just see, I mean, you just get it all. That That's always been the same, you know what I mean? Like, yes, that code is supposed to be there, but there's a lot of people that have problems with, <laughs> with following that code. And, and so they get into a lot of trouble, and that's always going on in the hood. <laughs> yeah, man, it's a lot of it's a lot of simping, man. It's a lot of simping in it, man. A lot of, a lot of dudes real raggedy, man. I mean, the game is really messed up, man. I don't, man, I'm serious. I'm charging stuff to the game now, man. Catch me tripping out, man, whatever, whatever. This, this, I, don't, I don't mess around with it. I do not violate codes, man. Keep it real. Keep it that, with it. that shit will die out, hopefully. Hopefully, hopefully. that shit will die out. Hopefully, man. I hope so, man. You know? Yeah, shit is gay. I tell you, I mean, that dude, hey, man, hey, Nels, you haven't heard it, man? I'm sorry. Nels, you haven't heard that song about that dude, Tyree from RBG? You ever heard no. that song only called Aged Aged Ass? Man, that dude went in, man. He went in on him, man. He told him. I posted it. Anyway, I posted it in the hip hop sports group, then nobody said nothing about that. Nobody. I'm calling that nineties voice, dude. You know <laughs> Only God can judge me now, you know. <laughs> I'm still caught, you know. Mm-hmm. I did it. <laughs> I'm about to get it. I got you now, you know what I'm saying, son? Uh, I'll be up on stuff a little bit more, you know, but, uh, man, I, I mean, I, I really get it. I really do get it, what, what what's going on. And, you know, somebody has to call, keep you know, Birdman and them accountable for what's going down because, I mean, when you think about it, man, there is just, bottom line, there is a lot of bullshit that's getting passed around. It's music and it's talent and it's skill and all this other stuff. And, you know, a lot of stuff that used to get played over it in, in, in the other spins. I, I would listen to it and stuff, but I was like, okay, now I'm, I'm still trying to get the gist of why this is dope. And in a lot of cases, I just didn't get the gist of why a lot of shit was dope. I just, I just, I just didn't. I mean, you know, what can I say, man? I'm like, I didn't get it. I didn't get why a lot of the shit that was played over there was dope. I mean, I didn't, I didn't feel I didn't feel it. I, you know, I'm I'm old school. I'm old school. You know that. Everybody knows that. I'm old school. And I gotta have something with a redemptive quality to it. I mean, if it's not something about okay, when we partied over here, we didn't done this over here. If it's not after we make it over here, this is what we gonna do. So far as you know, helping the, helping the hood out or, or doing something or something active that I can actually reach out for, something tangible that I can reach out and touch and stuff. You probably won't see me fucking with it too tough because, like I said, I, you know, you get I get that dumbfounded look, and and, and you be saying what's wrong with him? He just be telling you, hey, you don't get it. In a lot of cases, I don't get it because I'm like, it just don't make sense to me. I mean, a lot of this this stuff they got out here, you, you're not telling me nothing. But you know, but I'm saying, but but you know, hey, stanky leg, okay, okay, I got it, stanky leg, okay, right. Mm-hmm. I, I just don't get it. And Neil, 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 let me ask you a question. 
Do you have me? Is it, do you have do you have a thing where you can can you pull that song up real quickly? The agent ass niggas. Can you pull it up and play it? Agent I ass niggas. I want you to oh, play yeah, it. I want you to hear. Like three minutes. I have it up. Yeah, yeah agent. It's, yeah, it's 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 from it's from Taha. That's his name. It's T A H I R Tahari or something like that. Okay. He's from RBG, man. You, I want you to play that, man. Just listen to this cat, man. <laughs> this cat. Uh, I, 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 I like that track, man. I wish it came a little sooner, though, but hey, that's cool. It's all right, though, man. You know, we that's that's why we that's why we connect with this stuff. But I got to play this other shot that my man just sent me. But it's like, uh, Tadal, right? Just see here. Agent, Agent, <laughs> that sounds crazy. Is it Agent, like a secret <laughs> yeah. agent or what? No, it's, it's like uh, Nicki Minaj is looking ass nigga. Yeah, just play it, man. You you know exactly what's up. Just play it. <laughs> you like that shit. <laughs> but you think they kind of exposed this cat? So I'm kind of down with it anyway, because a lot of us have Wayne with the Ugg boots and pink pajamas. I just sound man. It's an agent ass nigga. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Agent <laughs> Whatever it is, agent ass nigga. Okay, okay. So then I take it, for sure. Yeah, copy the link. Throw it, in, throw it, throw it in the oven here real quick. Hold on, wait a minute. What's going on here? What's going on. Hey, work with me here, okay? Oh, let's see here. I'm gonna throw it in the converter and then mix it back around real quick. We're going to get him up and running. And pace. And yeah, man. Yeah, this is this is good shit here. This is definitely good shit. His lyrics and that was really good. The video's pretty cool, too. The video's really good. Okay, bam, what's that? Okay, got him converted over. Now I just gotta find a place to put your ass. Okay, yeah, open it up. And that was that that towel there. Let's see, towel. Hey, where'd you go? They ran from you again. Yeah, I'm just kind of kind of searching too. Okay, where did you go? I know I just hit you there. Okay, what do you call that here? Tim, blah, blah, blah. Agent ass nigga. They killed me. Agent ass nigga. Wait, to here. Okay. What the hell? Mm-hmm. You didn't copy one. I got it. I thought I converted it, but uh, it's taking this little time about showing up here. You're going to make me do it over again, ain't you? Okay, I'm going to do it over again. I ain't, ain't going <laughs> to be, de- be defeated. That's what they have show. Mm-hmm. Yeah, man, you got me, get me, get me, get me doing stuff at the bewitching hour around here. That's what I didn't download you. I never if I download it, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. The agent ass nigga. Boy, he must have really just went, in, went off on that nigga right there. You know, yeah, people are getting tired, man. We, you know how we talk to people all the time, 
had come through, man, the young artists and stuff about how they want to how they want to get back to you know the essence of how the game is supposed to be, and not just the not just the rigmarole. So you you really can't blame them for not wanting to you know kind of more or less deal with it. Deal with with the stuff the agent ass nigga has right there. That's it. That's his brother. It says converting. Okay, you should be already converting now. Well, let's let's get it on here. It has that, and so if I go into, we go into the computer. I tell you this. You know, some computers are set up real simple, but these Dell computers are a pain in the ass. Okay, let's see here in my PC. And not the downloads, but it's for the documents. And the movie. I don't know why you're showing me the movie. Um, I think now you get lost there, brother. Well, what it, what it is is that with the converter, there's the my documents, and then there's the. Uh, you know this this the, the converters deal here, and oh, I have to. Bam! Uh, there it is. Okay. And I got to figure out a way to convert it. Okay, let me let me see my brother's name. His name is just not showing up. Okay, how about by the name of the song? Okay, agent ass nigga. Yeah, it showed up twice. Okay, now what I have to do is this might take a couple of seconds here because I gotta every time I every time I put it into the. Uh, the converter thing, I gotta copy it and put it and erase the uh, the falsy Jeezy file so that like it updates itself every time I do it. So we're halfway there. But uh, hell, let's talk about something else. Let's talk about these playoffs, man. You know what I'm saying? Let's talk about them, uh, you know, them, them OKC. Uh, you know, getting oh, who was that that got beat? That should have got beat. I didn't think it was OKC that played one supposed one supposed to get beat and got beat. Think about them old Grizzlies. You got them Grizzlies growling on their ass right about man. He's like, fuck that, man. We want to hear the song. <laughs> what happened? What did Chicago do? Well, they shouldn't have lost that game the other day. Let's see here. Um, okay, get my brain again. And then go to, okay, now go to my documents. I hate these Dell computers. Okay. okay. Back over here. Let me give you everything along with show you. I use my other laptop, but the music don't sound good when I play it out. Okay, here we go. We're getting there. Okay, so then go to uh, Fluffy GZ Worldwide. Documents. There's that. Empty my folder. Get you out of there. Delete that. I'm going to easy peasy Japanese. And go paste. Okay, we're almost there. All you got to do is just do this download, and we're in there. Yeah. Sugar Ray, I tell you what, you are the best marketing guy I've ever seen in my life. <laughs> you know how to market, man. What do you mean? What do you mean? You know how to market like no other, man. You know how to get in there and, 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 and meet folks and, and get shit done, man. I mean... Damn, well, it's a, it's, it's, it's a thing about it, man. What I come to learn, man. You know, I'm gonna I'm say this, man. It's the same way to come across hip hop sports, man. When I got into it, you know, it was exciting. It was good, man. And the thing about it, 
I, I got into a funk, man, dealing with some kids, man, because it had, like, tunnel vision. It was like I was into that so much that I forgot about, every, you know, everybody got attributes, but think about it, you kind of forget yourself a little bit. So yeah. I said, you know what, and I got to the point that I got disrespected, and I started thinking, man, like, man, forget these cats, man. These cats are tripping. So when you open up the doors, man, and you want to do your thing, I said, you know, I'm, I'm going to see what's up. But I always want to mm-hmm. work with you, man. But the thing about it, man, it got to the point, man, I basically went back to the basics, man, because we are on here because we want a social network. See, the thing right. is about it, you socialize. And networking, man, is what I do, man. I, man, I'm going to tell you something, bro. I network. If you want to find somebody, I get somebody. It don't matter who it is. <laughs> I will find a way. I will, I will. I will find a way. That's what I did. I mean, like I'm talking, I'm talking to cats. I mean, I had cats on my phone, man. It's like, man, how you got that dude? Like, Griff, uh, you want so many a lot. I, all them cats, man, I run across them cats, man. Even Vince mm. down in, like, Vince in Houston. You know, you see how he came in and he was he knew who I was. I never met the guy in my life. But he was the outlaws. But there's so many cats, man. But the thing I'm trying to say is, like, if I, if I was in a position and if I was managing that, and I had pe- I had parties that was with me, and I had I had money. I mm-hmm. can get that. I can get an artist to where it needs to be. I guarantee that, man. Because when I was looking at eighty four fly, I got him the windy day. Windy day, she runs the rap coalition and everything like that. I got him, man. I got him everything. I had him flying down to Atlanta and everything. But the point is, <laughs> just didn't have the money for her. Didn't have enough money. Her my price tag is really big. But, I tell you what, hey Norris, uh, I got something for you, bro. Uh, okay. I, 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 I'm gonna put it to you like this: find me a label, <clears throat> find me a label that'll do uh, a six, uh, or, or uh, find a label that will fund uh, a six album project, uh, and I'll give you six percent, bro. <laughs> Real talk. <laughs> find you a label to do a six album project. Yeah, somebody who's serious that's ready to put down some money. You know what I mean? I'm gonna tell you what I do for you on this level. This is what I do like, for like you. I'm looking for. Uh, I'm looking for, and this is what I'm doing myself. You know what I'm saying? Uh, what I'm looking for is somebody that's uh, willing to invest at least uh, 500 G's. You know what I mean? And uh, man, just just let us go. <laughs> okay, but I tell you what though. Now, one of the first things they're going to know, because I could tell them anything, because everybody's telling them, everybody's telling them, you know, hey, just so you got to do it. Everybody's going to be talking the same thing. And at the same time, they're going to say, okay, you rap? Well, everybody rap. Everybody the thing about rap. it, Yeah, but the thing about it is, though, is that what you have to do is to get that before anybody want to deal with you. You got to build up some, you got to build some traffic, man. You got to Yeah, and it's it's sure. one of those things that you have to basically get on YouTube, Instagram, Facebook, everything. You basically have to almost show it that you already made it. You have to show that you already a millionaire. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Because hey. the thing it, it is, man, right? it's coming. Yeah, right. Cause I'm just saying, man. It's a uh, it's a tough deal, man. But I can. I can get you connected to Wendy Dave. As a matter of fact, I'm gonna try to work to see can I get on the show, man. But Wendy Dave, mm-hmm. yeah, she loves to talk, man, and she'll tell you all about the business. I'm gonna go down to the Magic Mall, cash money in a minute, and um, 
Evidently, he uh, he had a few things to say. <laughs> a lot of things to say, man. <laughs> he went in. People's Army, man. He ain't playing. Man, I tell you what, he's not playing. Scarface ain't playing. I mean, I mean, it is what it is, man. These, these cats are out here kind of on some vampire-type shit right now. You know, vamping, 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 taking, 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 and ain't giving nothing back. So, I mean, it is what the fuck it is, dog. I mean, he's fast. Hey, you know what I'm going to try to do, man, uh, probably tomorrow. I'll make myself, man. And and then the follow the follow Rahi was just talking about a little while back. I'm gonna see can I No go ahead. No, I'm gonna see I'm gonna see can I I'm gonna I'm gonna call Wendy Day up, man. I had conversations before. I'm gonna see can I bring her to the show. Because the thing about it, man, and we're gonna talk a straight industry. You know, about what's going up because in in case in case people don't know about Wendy Day, man, look her up, man. Anybody in music nowadays, though, she, I mean, she got cash money, that big old deal. They got full cash money records, man. She, you know, she, she's big, man. She got money. She's been in the game a long time. You know, she helped Tupac out with this stuff. She, she's legendary. But uh, I'm going to see kind of holler at her, man, and try to talk to her. Because I talked to her many times before. And as a matter of fact, Nails, there was somebody we was having a show with, I think, where, uh, Man, what show that was on, we called in, they show it was a 213 number. We called in, and the dude was on there, man. I think it was the, um, the uh, what's that thing, National Hip Hop or Hip Hop National? Yeah, like that. Hip Hop National. That's my man Poetic right there. Yeah, Poetic. So, they know they know Wendy Day because when I said it, he said, oh, man, I know Wendy Day. See, that anybody that's dealing with that business, man, know Wendy Day, man. And the thing about it, when you try to get your music out, See, me, I don't know people. No, people in the industry don't know me, but the thing about it, I know them from based off what I've read and what I've seen. So the thing is about it, what I do is I try to reach somebody like a Wendy Day and try to bring them to the point to where she can know what's up with you. But when they do it, when they, when they dare to, she'll follow up on you, like through Twitter and all that kind of stuff, like the Instagram and all of everything that goes on socially and she'll follow for mm-hmm. you to see how to see how much traffic you got behind you. That's a new thing, man. People want to jump on something that's already rolling. They want to piggyback, mm-hmm. man. They try to overtake it. Oh yeah, I I, I roll with you. But yeah. But I think she she'll be better to tell you that than me, so I'm trying to I'm trying to hook that up, man. No, that's real. Yeah, and I know the connections are out there. That's for sure. <laughs> you, you know, but you know what I'm gonna tell you. I'm gonna tell you what you should do. I'm gonna tell you. I'm gonna tell you what you should do. I'm gonna tell you what you do, should do, fam. What you should do is is uh basically go independent. And when I say independent, I bet you have not. I know you probably saying I ain't got the money, but the thing about it though is this, man. It could it can happen because it doesn't really take a lot, man. You got to do is get you a supportive team that believe what you're talking about. 
That, that's exactly yeah. what I'm doing now. You know what I'm saying? Um, right. Yeah, and, and and just working for myself. You know what I'm saying? We got the studio out here. You know, sitting in downtown Portland. You know what I mean? We got folks that come through and and record, and and that just helps fuel and do what I'm doing to get my stuff out there. Plus, helping somebody else on the side. You know? Yeah. Yeah. Mhm. And this is, and that's hard. That's a hard hustle. I want somebody to give me five hundred thousand, which was only gonna make it harder because I'm gonna just uh, take everything and just times it by ten. <laughs> you know what I feel of what I'm doing now. <laughs> you, know? you know what I'm, I'm gonna tell you this right now. You, you I, okay? You you put you put together a project, and say for instance, the biggest thing you have to worry about is pretty much the promotion part and basically getting it, getting it uh, distributed, you know, getting it out. But the mm-hmm. thing about it, though, is, man, is that it's, now, it's easier nowadays to put together a package and, and also make music nowadays because of, because of everything is so technical right now. So I think the thing is, man, is what you need to do, man, is basically say, for instance, man, if you had, if you had, like, <clears throat> I will say this, okay, Raw Hat Pro. Okay, mm-hmm. if you if you made a poster, uh, a, a flyer, and you and you had like about say if I go to probably some spot and get about a thousand of made, didn't just say a raw high pro, be some kind of logo, whatever, whatever. I got you business can, card. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. You can you can what you can do, man. You can create something along with your name to make the bigger promotion of anything. You'll find out you probably can come up with a clothing line or a T-shirt that says Raw High Pro, and you probably can sell it so much, and all you're doing basically is getting exposure and getting your name out there. And people are like, oh, that's tight. Um, and, and the funny part is, and, and just to make it clear, just the, the, the funny part is, is it's not even my name. It's the name of my company. The name of my company is Raw High Productions, LLC. And uh, I'm Mike C. That's M-I-K-E dash C. Uh, you know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? And that's my place here <laughs> in Raw High Productions as far as an artist goes or, or any of the creating motions of who I am, you know what I'm saying? And uh, Raw High Pro is just the company. I needed something for the company because, um, you know, about uh, it's been last year, the, the beginning of last year, it's been about a year or a little over a year um, when, when I first started uh, renting space at, over here at the uh, studio, Salmon Street Studios. Um, uh I had so much going on in the camp of music that, you know what I'm saying, I needed a Facebook page that was an actual person, you know what I'm saying? So so, so everybody can, you know what I'm saying, get their word out or whatever, or, or I can uh, focus on people just as a company because uh, it, is, it is my baby, you know what I'm saying? And, and yes, it's, a, it's an actual entity. <laughs> That's what's up. Do you, uh, do you have, like, do you have like okay that, that, that raw hat pro name? Do you have that like uh, like kind of like trademark or kind of like have it to the point where it's actually you know what I'm saying yours? I have, I have my image. Um, I have my image uh, uh, licensed and registered, uh, and I have my uh, business license. And um, you, you yeah. make beats, right? Uh, not really. I'm I'm a lyricist. Okay. I do make beats. 
like like I've made beats, I, I do touch it, you know what I'm saying? And uh honestly, I touch it as much as I can with somebody else uh, on the on the steers, you know what I'm saying? And uh and, and put my input in there. I'm I'm the more of the idea man, I guess, when it comes to the, the beat making. Uh shout out to my homeboy Cool Cav. I'll post his page a little bit later. And uh yeah, y'all can get acquainted with that. <laughs> you know what? You, you know what? Though? One of the things, though, man, is like, like, like I was it's telling. Uh, birthday too. Cool, Kevin. It's his birthday today too. Go ahead. What was you saying? Hell yeah. <laughs> yes, sir. I was, I was. One thing I was telling '84 back in the day, man. I was telling him, man. You know, like, say for instance, man. You know, now, right now, man, the reality shows are really big, man, and also it's big on everywhere you put it. But, but think about it, man. It's like you can create something, man. I mean, y'all, man. I would tell you something, man. The big, the big uh, people are going off reality. Like right now, it's really popular, man. And what I'm trying to say is that when you get to the point like you're making, say, for instance, you might make a video, uh, uh, like say, for instance, you dedicate a whole, you might dedicate a few days of recording uh, uh, the day of you or one day of you. Just like yo, day when you get up, day when you, I mean, like a celebrity, like a like a situation you put on YouTube. Watch how many clicks, man. People check that out, man. I'm oh, I know. Right? Yeah, for people sure. People check it out. And the thing about it, man, and, and, and then those social networks, you can get on every social network and promote your stuff, man. Because mm-hmm. that's, how, that's how you create traffic, man. And at the same time, man, you have to get your people to go in and look at your video over and over and over. It gets to the point, mm-hmm. man. They build up traffic, man. People are looking at that, man. The company like YouTube, they're looking at that, and everybody's watching. Yeah. And, and you know what? Right now, uh, the biggest exposure, because like I said, for the most part, I've just been focusing on the business part of uh, actually uh, running the place mm-hmm. here. Uh, that, um, you know, uh, this has been the best exposure yet. You know what I'm saying? Shouts out to the Flossy G Show. You know what I mean? Oh, all right. <clears throat> yeah. This is this is this is this is the door right here. We got people coming in here that that's uh you know what I'm saying not even with that 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 hasn't even listened to the music before. Got hyped off a tip like you know what I'm saying. <laughs> Making pay. Oh man, yeah so, man, hey man. That's amazing. Hey, man. <laughs> and this and you know what's so funny, man. That's some connection. And that's another thing about it is, man. She she had she talked to Tupac's mom. I mean, I ain't never done nothing like that, man. Right. Yeah, for yourself, man. Mhm. So it's like, yo, man. But hey, man, just hold tight, man. We're gonna bring some heads to the Flossy Jesus show, man. And I'm gonna tell you something, man. You might get you a deal off Flossy Jesus show worldwide. Oh, man. Cause, like, we all over the place, man. Hey, I mean, hey, look, look, look. I, I was trying to get a deal off Flossy. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I just want to hear him say, say. I knew that guy. You know what I'm saying? Right. That's what I, was to do. I, I just said, I, I knew that guy once. You know what I'm saying? He was he was hot on the bike. You know what I'm saying? You know he he, he put the, the the ride stuff. I'm still trying to figure out if that's Jippy cornbread or, or, or Jippy the Jippy but cornbread booty. You know what I'm saying? I'm trying to figure out. I that over again. He said, he said, Jiffy, or is that a cornbread booty? I'm like, oh, oh shit. Who man hit her with the cornbread booty and the Jiffy, the Jiffy, the Jiffy cake there, man? I'm like, shit, man. <laughs> I'm 
You know what I'm saying? I, I just keep making beats. I keep making beats. I, I keep, you know, trying to try to make the type of shit that put cats on the map. And I'm just trying yeah, to get the way Flossie ran. I don't need to make beats. Yeah, <laughs> I don't need to make beats. Flossie got that block. He got one for you every week. Like every you week. Know what I'm saying? <laughs> I, I don't know any other producer that works that hard. <laughs> hey man, remember yeah, man, you know what man? They said every one man. song that Dre put out, Tupac put out like fifteen. I'm trying to be like that dude, man. You know what I'm saying? Get them out there. One of them going hit, and then we all get paid. <laughs> hey, but look, Norris, no, you, look, look, you know what? No, one of the one of the first things that I told Flossie uh, was that, hey man, you need to go ahead and start a label. Like you could do it. I, I really believe that Flossie could start a label and, and make that shit work. You know what I mean? And, and right now we're doing the show. Look, and, and it got him. It got him doing his own show. Come up with a web Well, you know what? I like to talk. I like to. I like to. I like to talk to a distributor, man. Some distribution people, man. But that's one of the biggest things, man. Is that I wish. I, I wish that, you know, only the distribution company is huge, man. Do you know how many people at independent labels will come at you? Mm-hmm. Ooh, that's, 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 that's a big company from CD, baby. CD, baby. Yeah, as a matter of fact, I got my buddy. My boy, DJ Session, got an album on CD, baby, right now. Hey, hey, hey man, I, I got two minutes and 49 seconds of something for y'all. Peep this game out. Greatest ever done it, you can learn from it Dope game ran it, rap game running Street cred hunting, nerd turn D-boy Not genetic makeup, baby I'm a G-boy Hashtag street boy, wrong one to fuck with Cross me at your own wrist, play the get back You trust this, I am far from average To me it ain't no such thing Me against the world, so fuck it I let my nuts hang I've been known to bust bang, kill if the need be I don't need an army when the smoke clears, he sees me Rhyming at his finest, unlike those vaginas They claim that they the real deal, knowing I'm the highest Top of the command chain, I am what the streets made I am what the hood built, you are just a weak lane Homicidal maniac with suicidal tendencies You're more like a punk band, I'm more like a pedigree A nigga you ain't seen yet, so y'all cannot describe me I'm a freak of nature, don't shit here surprise me Money over everything except the nigga's manhood I am not a prostitute, you don't understand hood Fuck a nigga getting here, unless he bout to give me mine Otherwise he prime beat, shock him when I up the nine And hit him with it seven times, fuck you thought I'm civilized Welcome to the jungle, fool, it's only right I punish you Nigga with an attitude, feel like MC Ren film Quiet on the set, you funky bitch, you get your friends slipped I give you game of black eye, blame it on the black eye I be on some nigga shit, I nigger it, so that's why Guess what my religion is, this is what the business is Exposure for you garbage ass rappers, you can witness this Came to bang the game up, pussy think they came up Oh, you got a drop head, so now you think you famous I hear it's dangerous, and we don't know your name, cuz We don't even give a fuck, rappers get it fucked up 
Security say you not, it's they side job. They don't want no conflict. They don't want no problem. Nah. Just, I want this to be as offensive as I can fucking make it for these old ass punks that's running these record labels. You know, that's, that's in the powerful position to, to dictate what the black community hears and listens to. You know what I mean? I, I, I fucking hate that shit. Like, that shit pisses me off. Like, there's no fucking way that you can tell me that it's not a conspiracy against the black in hip-hop. Man, Scarface ain't playing with him. Oh, wow, wow. Oh, wow. I never heard that the ending of that where he just talks. Yeah, that's dope. Yeah, that, that that's how you do it. <laughs> Kissing on niggas and niggas, you know what I'm saying, posting that crap and, and, and all this other shit. It's time out for all that, man. You know what I'm saying? Baby and, and, and Wayne have been exposed, and it's, it can't do nothing but get worse for them. You know what I'm saying? Cass is tired of seeing that bullshit. And Cass is, is tired of not having the, the genuine draft. You understand what I'm saying? Cass is tired of not having a genuine draft, Norris. It's yeah. over with, though. It's over with, man. Say. You know? But, uh, yeah, that's real, man. It's real, man. Hey, man, by the time we done, and by the time it's over with, we're going to know, man. We're going to know what time it is. You know, I said, only the strong will survive. It's called survival. That's what Grand Melly Mel said. And, uh, you know, he's, it, it, time's running out. Time, he might as well put a fork in that ass. Time is running out on the, on the bullshit. You know what I'm saying? Time's running out for making bad music and, you know what I'm saying? All this weird stuff that's going on. You know, and it, I mean, look, look at the world today, man. On the real shot, look at the world today with the shit that they think is acceptable behavior and everything else. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, man. This, this, I mean, come on, man. Hey, man, if it ain't, if it ain't, if it ain't empowering, hey, man, yeah. it ain't shit, man. It, it's about, it's about, right nowadays, man, it's about, about empowering people, man. People need people want something to uplift them, man. They want something that they can feed off of. People, it's, this is the information age, man. People want information, yeah. man. People want to know, so people want to share, man. But when you're talking about little shit like, you know, stupid shit, man. You know, all that stupid stuff, and you doing <laughs> and got and, and man, I'm gonna tell you something, man. I'm, I'm, a, I, I really hate the fact, man, that that you know we got. We got rappers in there, man, and they're rapping about stuff that I don't even want to even bring up, man. I mean, talking about, I mean, inside of people that I don't even want to talk about. That's what I'm trying to say is, man, I love hip-hop, man. Hip-hop was, man, hip-hop was, you know what? There was a point in my life, man, that I loved music so deeply that when hip-hop broke, man, 
I loved it. I was like in love, man. I mean, I was in love. I wore everything they did. There's no, you know, the shell toe Adidas, man, with no shoestrings. I was that. Oh man, man. the Kango and shit, man, and the Gazelle red, black, and white Adidas shirt. Man, red, white, and black Adidas shirt with the black and and red sleeves. I can bring, you know what? I can bring Cassandra that had her phone all night. I can bring some people on the phone from back home. They'll tell you, oh yeah, now I used to walk around that boom box. And my boombox had graffiti on it, bro. I'm going to tell you something, man. I was about it, man. I had the chain go. I had everything. And I used to rap, to the spit, man. Oh, bro. And, I, and it's still to this day. Still to this day. I mean, I still spit a little bit, man. But the thing I'm trying to say is, man, is that I just love it, man. But now it's to the point, man, I would have never thought that it'd be where it is right now, man. I mean, seriously, bro, I just don't understand, man. It's just, it's just, it, it's just sad, man. It's sad as fuck, man. And you, you know what? Don't feel bad. They don't understand it either. This shit they keep throwing out here at us, I guess, like, you know, we're supposed to be stealing this crap that they're throwing out here. You know what I'm saying? It's just, you know, these, these, these overpaid, under-talented moms that they're putting out here that, that you know, that, that cats is loving, you know what I'm saying? I mean, it's this, this, this. This boy, uh, this boy, you know who, love Lil Wayne's dirty draws, man. They did a great thing since sliced bread. I got, I got, I got, as my rock camp said, I got a question. The serious is cancer. Who can keep the average dancer hyper as a heart attack? Nobody's smiling. Ain't nobody in the old school smiling at this new bullshit. Come on, man. Yeah, man. That shit. Oh man. man, stop it, man. Seriously, stop it, man. You know what I mean? You, I mean, seriously, seriously, you need to stop it, man. And the thing about it is, man, it's like, you know, see, the thing about it, you know what's so crazy about Lil Wayne, man? He's a, he's a talented dude, man. He has talent, man. But his musical choice, man, that what he's talking, you know, his lyrical choice, I'll put it that way, because the thing he, I mean, when you're talking about beating up some pussy, like Emma's Till, like Emma Till, like Emma, you know, when you bring it up and say like you dissing Emma Till, I mean, um, when you say stuff like that, man, it's like, yo, what the fuck are you thinking about? And then you got somebody like Nicki Minaj, man, I can't understand why the hell any niggas would be going along with that, but I know some that, that were thinking, oh, ain't no wrong with that. Brother, you really, are you serious? <laughs> Dude, Michael X, I mean, Malcolm X, this bitch gonna put him on the fucking app, and she ain't saying nothing to uplift nobody. And she, man, that's crazy as motherfucker, man. So please stop talking with the boo boo, man, because I ain't trying to hear it. Stank as a motherfucker here, hear that shit. Cause the thing about it, man, I just don't understand cats, but I really don't. I really don't. I really don't. Man, don't don't feel bad though. They don't understand either. They don't only only see is a pair of titties. And a fat ass fellow. If I want to, if I want to, if I want to see all that, hear all that, and I, I, I get, you know, I, I, I'm over 21. You know what I'm saying? I can, I can watch pornos. You know what I'm saying? I can, you know, I, I can, I mean, and play some, some rap music in the background. I mean, that's, that's really where you're going with it. But for me, man, I ain't trying to see, feel, or hear none of that crap, man. To me, it's all just bullshit, and I'm not yeah. going to imagine bullshit as being real when it's not. That's just me. You know? Yeah, brother, man. But you know, hey, 
What's going on with the Flaws of Jeezy Worldwide Show? We're going to bring more heads in here and put y'all to sleep on some good thoughts, man, because thinking about it, that's what we do. Good people, good conversation, good times, you know? I mean, yeah. you never know. You never. 